keep away from a run around sewer, yeah. Hey. Grandma missed her lips and a smile on her face. I heard the touch of her hand and this girl's one brazen. So if you don't want to cry like I do, uh, I'll keep away from a run around sewer. Welcome to Tales and East End, and it's our 100 episode prof. Did you ever think we'd get this far? Absolutely not. Not one chance. I gave us two at most. That's what I was thinking. Anyway, but now we're in. A, we're not in Johnny Blues again. We're in the Four Provinces, and uh, they have looked after us for this time. I'm on the Piper, uh, as what, what were you calling the Mick Puddle Water or do, do, like Dishwater? Niffy Dishwater. It goes down the tree. The puddle's and not even ready yet. The puddle, the puddle. Do you know what? They make it around the corner. So I think your man's wheeling it down now. Yeah. So the the point, the points of puddle are on the way. Professionals <laughs> ever. But uh, yeah, so it's our live show and uh, 100 episodes in, and we are still sponsored by Camille. Pat, you love Camille, don't you? I love it. I love an old curry. Is that what they do? Yeah. Yeah, so that's it. That's Camille gone there. Yeah. We're to look for new sponsors now. Yeah, just pulled, yeah. So we've 10 guests in, t- in total today, and at least uh, 5 o'clock anyway, so we're expecting a few more bodies in, and then we've no sing-song after a bit of diddly-oi, so uh, all bets are off after that, and a few of you have been on the podcast before, never in a live show audience, so we'll introduce our first attraction, the one, the only, it's Pajo Flynn. <laughs> so Pajo's been on before, he drank us under the table in Johnny Blue's. And uh, How long was he there for probably the most edited show of all time. About eight hours it went on. For. Yeah, you wouldn't leave. It's like my dad was like, you have to leave the cops when he So Pajo's going to stay, see you throughout the show, and we'll keep uh, making subs and bring each of you in and out for a little while. So Pajo struck down with a cold today, we hear. Yeah, I was, I was playing a Rovers Legends match yesterday. Oh, I saw the picture actually. Did you? Yeah, oh, I saw the picture. Mick rang me to play and I says, fucking hell, I says, I'm a banger. You must have walked in through the back, did you? You must have got so caught in that fog. Four beer rolls and all. And <laughs> I played, I got soaked, so I have a bit of a cold today, but I powered on for the cause. Yeah. Welcome to Kimaj. Thanks very much. Fucking Kimaj. So, uh, 100 episodes, as we said. Uh, Padjo, I think you've listened to the show pretty much from the beginning, so. We've been playing our best ever moments in the last few weeks, so does anything stand there for you when you guessed our, our moment? Yeah, we liked Mick, I'm not just, uh, <laughs> I, lo- I loved the stories, I didn't know much about you, but I loved all the stories when they came. Uh, David McAllister's one, with the Dundalk swapping sides, going out the tunnel. That's yeah, that was a great one, yeah. we, I have three kids now, so if we need to get them to sleep, I'll put on the Potter Gammon one. Fucking <laughs> 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 the most boring piece of shit I've ever listened to. <laughs> I know, let's hope that doesn't sway Fodge from signing for us next season. <laughs> Do you know who mentioned that to me as well? Ray Wilson. It was like, yeah, boring fucker. It was like, that's the only one I turned off. <laughs> it was a coup at the time. I mean, it, it, the listens were great, but Jesus Christ, put you asleep. So, um, yeah, so you're all very welcome to the Four Promises. And uh, we'll say a little bit about our documentary, The Rise and Fall Tales from the East End. We have young Kane here beside us. And he's doing a bit for us again, and it was fantastic stuff. The prof was the mastermind behind it all. I didn't even see it until it was finished. And uh, it was uh, people are saying I got the, the bad brunt of it. I, th- I thought yeah. I came out great. No, I thought that's <laughs> <laughs> that's probably got how it's going to end up. Yeah. Buy me a point yeah. to tell you a story. Well, as long as the prophecy isn't fulfilled, it's okay. But <laughs> I'd be happy enough with that. I was but, a- I was asked how long it took, and like it it did take like a bit of work. But the only thing was that photo of Barney. <laughs> and 
It came. First thing I said to him, I said, please tell me you asked Barney if you use that. Barney <laughs> goes, yeah, right. Yeah, not no enough pixels in the world. The first thing I asked, who took the phone? Yeah. <laughs> no, it came from one of his uh, infamous benders last weekend. And uh, so there I was, left with the task of censoring that photo. So I found myself with a pixelation tool, <laughs> prodding his nether regions. <laughs> it's just a, n- a normal weekend yeah. for you. <laughs> Questioning my life choices. Yeah. As I like prod out. out. But only one point in. <laughs> no more drink, guys. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that was a. Uh, it was. It was brilliant and. Totally unexpected. Like I said, I turned up to my mom's house and he was there with a rake of people. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> so he was stung eventually. He had to find around the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pajo, you were on a short t- two years ago, nearly to the day. Two years ago. Jesus Christ. So, um, episode 25, and uh, you were the first former Rovers player in Johnny Blues, and there was a clamour for you to make your return. So, um, we're going to have to get a drink into him, aren't we? We're going to have to start loosening him up. <laughs> oh, so all the usual topics came up that day Red cars, the tackle of Ronaldo was the 10th anniversary of the Real Madrid game last month and uh, every year you write to him apparently so you're persistent enough but once again no response from Ronaldo oh he's been the usual bit of a bollocks and a premium <laughs> on him but, um, we do we write to him every year with the hope that he get back to me with Marcelo's as well I write to him every time I'm out and I get a few drinks in me I ring. are you allowed into Spain at this stage <laughs> I don't think so every time I'm out and I get a few drinks I ring uh, Real Madrid's and Juventus reception and ask and say yeah. I'd say about 100 voicemails from me so, uh, he's here again <laughs> was, it was a great day you know. <clears throat> uh, one story that we we never heard before about you Padre, was when you were at Pat's and uh, you and Aidan Price were on the bench messing so can you tell us this one yeah well a lot, of, a lot of radio shows and all have been on, they always hit you with what's the funniest thing that happened. And with a lot of dirty ones that I can't really tell that Bob Bocker Bailey. So I needed a clean one and then it just <clears throat> came back to me that me and Ada were on the bench one day at Pat's and uh, we were on the bench all season, fucking bored, we were having bets and all and shit like that and Ada goes, but I dare you to go up and stand beside Bucko, just in your full kiss. So I took off my tracksuit, stood beside him and Bucko's on the line and says, what are As you if doing? you were being subbed on. Like. I was coming on and Bucko goes, what are you doing? And he says, I'm coming on, aren't I? And he goes, no, I, did, I didn't arrange it. I says, you can't fucking embarrass me now, Liam. He says, I have to go on. So he, he bottled it. He, he put, put you on. <laughs> so he got, got, got me 50 euro appearance bonus. And, uh, he's a soft touch, yeah? Oh my god. How much did Ado give you? Well, it got me 50 euro appearance, I was happy. Ado got a laugh out of it. And you said in an interview recently the worst thing that could have happened was discovering the wolf tones before you went away. I ended up going over and hating all these English lads I was about to play with. Which brings us to our next question given us to by Joey O'Brien. He says, When you were at Wolves, you had to walk by a British army base every day. Tell us about that. Yeah, we, we used to train. We went over and again, we did discover the wolf towns in Airlog. So it's the wor- worst thing that happened. It really was. But then we went over and we used to train at RAF base in Cosford. And uh, we knew all these fucking, all the army boys would be out watching us. We'd be standing under Union Jackson. This is half the reason I got sent off. And the anger <laughs> issue was but then one night we went out in Wolverhampton and uh, that's where all the RAF boys used to drink. So do you, I think they recognise a couple of us, and they're there. I went up and says, give us a batter of sausage and chips. This was in the chipper after. And I seen the lads say, fucking Paddy Wanker. And I says, what, just call me? And they're there, Paddy Wanker. And I says, fuck you. And they're there, what's your name? And I says, it's fucking, it's Paddy. Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so I went up and ordered me uh, sausage and chips, and I says, could I have a half portion of Nation? <laughs> so me and the other fella, Ian McGrain, we end up getting chased down the road in Wolverhampton. With other soldiers. With the British Army. So. <laughs> that was the, the start of the end of my career. <laughs> that's a bit of a story, all right. Yeah, so um, we're going to move on now. And our first guest, it's Pajo's best mate, it's Graham Merrill Merrigan. Another, another podcast wanker along with ourselves. I'd like to say it's more uh, organised. He was critiquing our microphone earlier. I know, know yeah, he coming in here, called me a beer wanker as well. Do you yeah. know what, actually, I'm going to move on to the next one. Yeah. Joe, Joe, <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a bit about how you're going to follow Robert. How we get into follower hours? Yeah, eh? day one. Me da. Um, it was early nineties, ninety. Justy probably fucking know the date. Already, already yes. Yeah. yes. You probably know what I had for fucking breakfast. breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was against Pats. It was first day of the season, and me dad and all his friends used to always go. And was the Nilal the the famous Nilal yeah, with 24,000 yeah. in it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That was the start, and then we used to go sporadically. Uh, during the RDS days, didn't go for well sporadically all the way up until about until when he signed full time. Yeah, he stopped going. <laughs> <laughs> just went downhill then. But he signed then. It was a good reason to get back into a full time. And um, like, can you have you got any stories? Like, I mean, you have the likes of uh, people who went to Milltown when they were maybe pre-teens, and, that, and they talk about crisps and getting lifted over the torn styles and, and things like that. Have you got any any memories of that? Like, what's the my memories, uh, the RDS days, where my dad's friends, they used to go in in a high ace, blue high ace van. <laughs> yes, piled into the back. Piled into the back, but I don't think my dad used to bring me wheelchair, I think he used to just carry me. <laughs> <laughs> and then put me on the bush at the sideline of the, R- at the RDS. Just perch you there? Just like, like, perch me on the top. <laughs> and I remember one time Stewart's came over, I think it might have been against Bowles or a bigger game, and I had to sit down on the ground. But like they didn't know, like walk, Johnny, because there's no chair in sight, and there's me just sitting down. Bought like Cadet Coke and yeah, that's the one, the Cadet Coke. Yeah, those memories that go in in the in the blue van every week was steady. And uh, favorite ever Rovers players, pre and post Tala, so before Tala, and in Tala Stadium. Uh, Terry Palmer, (coughs) Mark Kenny. Mark Henny, I used to yeah. love. Yeah, yeah, used to love. Few, the few games I didn't go to many games then on Century, uh, but a few of the games on Century and all that. What did you love about Beach? Because because he was a bit, a bit of a cheeky boy as well. That's probably because it was fake tan or something. <laughs> yeah, still has it by the way. He looked he looked like uh, he looked like a superstar. I thought. Yeah, yeah. Head. He thought he was a superstar. He fancied yeah. that. Yeah, um, yeah. I just loved him. Terry Palmer, I just loved that centre back. Tony O'Dell I loved as well yeah, Tom, actually thinking Tom, of getting Terry Palmer on soon yeah he, he, Tony was a bit of a piss taker as well wasn't he, he used to <laughs> war, can you remember wine up Bowls fans who me yeah Tony O'Dell Tony O'Dell used to wine up Bowls fans big oh, time I thought you can you remember me but Tony Tony was I think I was looking at uh, I think I was having an outlook at Jippo Webb and they were talking about most hated but Rovers players of all time and they were saying Tony O'Dell used to wind them up something rotten I think, didn't he tell us a story about winding them up once? Yeah. Uh, what was it? S- s- was he it got about? charged or something? Yeah, he got charged yeah. with something. Oh, I can't think of the story. If Mero winds up both fans just by sitting where he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a fucking disaster. Can't yeah, tell me about that, there, actually, because I was down in a similar area before, and when we go in with the with media passes, 
You go sit down. You just said it in the door, like. Yeah. But we usually stand on the end of the jolly, and now that seems to be a bit of a larry area for them. They, but some hoolies to be down there now. And Ray Whelan was telling us the story. I was at Ray that time. You were with Ray that yeah, time, yeah. weren't you? Yeah, yeah. And he was getting dogs abuse as well. Yeah, but I'd be going down there for years, and it never been full. Never, yeah. always empty. Always, always ex players full, so. and stuff, and players yeah. weren't in the squad. They sit there, and now it's. It seems to be just all their lads. Which are the, the players? Yeah, but the, the players that weren't Spitting in the, the, Rovers players in the well. squad tried to go. I remember Joe Castrain tried to go up, and he was just ran out. Yeah, I can't imagine. And somebody shouted at Helen to me, "Your podcast is shit." <laughs> 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 yeah, better get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I just went. I went with Ray behind the railings, and I just stayed there. Ah, you're in good hands there. Yeah. In good hands. Just don't talk about the paprika. <laughs> so. Um, or paprika. Yeah. Uh, tell us about your best, your favorite Rovers player in Tallaght. This is a, this is a great debate. I know a, a lot of people say Twiggy, but a certain Mister Denny only retired recently, and he was a fantastic servant. That's somebody yeah. that has uh, split the split the fan base. You could say, as regards to opinion, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of him. But um, give us your thoughts on Billy Denny. Actually, consider he only retired recently, and then we'll get I your favorite. Was, I think he was underrated. Yeah, we think he was in, as well. In hindsight, like, but. Uh, Got dogs abuse at times. He didn't scored he? loads of goals during <laughs> that score time. He scored twenty in a season. Yeah, important goals. Um, Patrick Flynn's the best player to tell you. You're only saying that because you're lifting. Manus is the deadly. Mm. I always rely on Manus. Roycer. I remember when Scully and Roycer had the row. I was taking Scully's side. Oh really? Yeah. I don't he, know why. Uh, Roycer didn't really delve into it, did he? He wouldn't. He wouldn't tell us even off air. No, there was a story there, but he, he didn't reveal no, it. No, I think it was just a clash of personalities, possibly. And they're, they're very similar personalities, the yeah. two of them. Are. Yeah. They, they are, and they're very strong-headed, the two of them. Yeah, so. just clashed. Both of them are like... <laughs> <laughs> Scully brought me to the club, I can't yeah. say <laughs> uh, I think lately, though, Jack Bourne has just been amazing. Oh, man. I haven't seen really He has potential like to be there, doesn't he? Like, yeah. and if, we, if we hold on to him yeah. for yeah. another season. I mean, if we hold on to him for another season... Which we will do at this stage because the the window's closed, so he's ours until it opens again. Dan Murray, love Dan Murray. Ah, oh, Dan was yeah. the Dan was the man, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Some great memories popping up here. I think you're the first person ever to make it five names now on the list without saying Gary Stevens. Twig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Gary Twig. Like, I love Gary Twig. Of course, you love Gary Twig. Um, I just obviously there's a whole squad of players that mm. helped him be the player he was. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So didn't do it on his own, but yeah, I. My, I, all the players I always go for are either centre midfielders or yeah, crafters. Yeah, crafters. Crafters, yeah. So your dad, uh, Mark, is a bit of a character as well. I love that video you put up on Father's Day of him falling over. It's his birthday on Father's Day. Oh, uh, both, yeah. No way. It's brilliant. I've not seen it. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, that's a cracker. Back up, yeah. <laughs> cracker that happened for a week. Is it a bad one? Yeah. Is it a bad one? Oh, that's great. He missed, he missed the bed. Yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, that was a good time. 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 So, we marked Stone Padjo with a photo of, uh, of his young self on Twitter recently and quite the barney. And he said, you look like Christy Dignam. We weren't too happy, Padjo. We don't follow him somewhere, do we? Paul Knagan on the kitchen table. Do we? I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely we, in the phone. We were part. growing up. We were, we were about 12, 13. And we used to hear Mark and Jen upstairs say, Am I at home from work early? <laughs> 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 
And I said, what's that? So he'd have to go into the kitchen and he'd get the brush and he'd be banging the roof. <laughs> <laughs> downstairs. Worst minute of my life. <laughs> yeah, for, that was your first introduction to sex Please, education, wasn't it? it? I ended up in bed with the I'd say that's the last thing you tell to come up on this podcast, is it? Oh, we were out one night and he ended up in bed beside them. <laughs> what? And he, he, yeah, and he goes to me, that you've got two things in common, we both sleep in the night. <laughs> oh and you just heard me mad, get out of the fucking bed, Pancho! <laughs> That's gonna kill you now. <laughs> you don't want me to stay. <laughs> <laughs> it's gas you were talking about there when Pancho went to England because we only got into the Wolfhounds and all baby six months before he went yeah. to England so it was raw and it's what, yeah, it's it what was, ruined them yeah it was totally raw we bought into the song so that way it was there yeah. fucking they're right the fucking Wolfhounds right about this British yeah. <laughs> you were there taking the Queen's coin yeah we were changing the world going out the protests and all when we were 14 <laughs> and then he goes to England Scouted yeah. by my uncle, he was going fucking mad at me. No way, who was your uncle? Willie Warren. And who was he scout for? It was he Wolves, absolutely. Wolves in particular, yeah, but I know, I know. And is he still scouting? Like has yeah. anyone else that he got he got over? Hey, uh, Kevin O'Connor would have played. Who else? Gary Mulligan us. I think Keith Andrew was all from there. Oh, he's yeah, still yeah. there, so anybody who was Irish. He's still around. Yeah. yeah, he's still there. He was at Stoke City before. And um so how many times has Pajo been on the What's the Story podcast? Three, is it? Did I get a hat-trick ball now? Yeah, I think you did a tree. Yeah, yeah. Hat-trick ball now, yeah. Top two. That's controversial as ever. So yeah. Two for 50s, three for what's the story? And is that the first time you told the, the story with the menage a trois with the... With, with, with the parents? <laughs> uh, did it have a new podcast? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'll get a text after the show. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 So, um... Come back there, man. There's going to be more pictures there. <laughs> 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 scouring the family photo. You better make sure Jen's doesn't hear it. So, uh, like Jim Toner, who we had on recently, you're heavily involved in the Jumper for Goalposts. So, tell us a bit about that, because it's taken over Twitter, our, our time, our feed anyway. So, it's, it's, it really is, there's a lot going on, so t- tell us a bit about it. Yeah, Keith, my dad's best mate, Keith Kelly, it was his initiative. Uh, Keith went through a lot of stuff in the past, went through post, post-traumatic stress syndrome, and... Uh, he just wrote a poem on more jumpers thrown down. Uh, he's obsessed with fucking nostalgia, obsessed yeah. with nostalgia. And uh, he was just walking the dog one day, seeing that no kids are out on the green. Uh, in our area where that green is, it was just always full of kids. He didn't see yeah. any, so it inspired him to write the poem on more jumpers thrown down. But he's always tried to come up with initiatives uh, to help lads, particularly in our community, because they're all vulnerable and. They, they don't know how to talk and stuff like that the first one we did was last year um, and the amount of the local lads that showed up that we all knew were vulnerable but they just needed a little push or whatever really and they actually showed up willing ah, to yeah. get involved yeah ah, yeah, absolutely and then after it they'd be contacting Keith and then Keith works with Suicide or Survive and he does like uh, Eden Pro- there's these things called Eden Projects and all right. and there's the rap programme where Keith's a facilitator Um and he had signed about, I'd say, geez, over the course of the year, he might have signed about eight or nine, ten lads up to these courses. And uh, and they they acknowledged Keith for helping him. So he's going above and beyond, really. Ah, he's yeah. going above and beyond. And his, yeah, he's a community leader, like. And uh, it's 
Glenn was at the Shankill one day. Couldn't believe the amount of people that showed up at that. Like, yeah, it seems just get showed up after the time. Like, it's gonna you can you could get nearly two or three games going, couldn't you? At this stage, because yeah, yeah. it was seventy yeah. at the last one. Seventy was at the yeah on Tuesday. We recorded a podcast out today uh, at WTS Pod. Oh. <laughs> 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 it was on it. It was on it. Wow. <laughs> WTS Pod. All podcast providers. <laughs> we don't we don't use a script. <laughs> right, here, you know, Joe's jumping there. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, seventy people showed up at that because they seen, they seen like on social media that the amount of people that were showing up and it was just great. It, yeah, no, a, it looks it's, a, it's an easy initiative. It's Prof free. fancy himself as a fullback in the day. Now I might jump in there. Me, me and Prof, I'll be said the half. More of a winger, to be honest. You'd be more of a Kira Gilbert. <laughs> I think I'd be more the Dan Murray. You know, like Havo, I can do both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's a fantastic initiative and, and uh, it really is fair play to everybody involved and it's something that we would like to get involved in eventually. Well, do it in your own community because get get this past weekend it's in Galway, it's been in Galway. So Keith's taking it to Galway? No, no, people have oh, seen it on oh, social yeah. media. Like the one in Shankill, the lad from Galway drove up that yeah. morning just to be take part in it. Um, and then he brought it back to Shankill this week uh, uh, on the 11th. What date did oh, we know? 11th. Oh, 11th. <laughs> this morning. Yeah, it was there this morning. And it's, it's uh, I think there's a couple up in Dundalk as well. But the, yeah, it's just people seeing it on Twitter. So you've had a bit of a back to the Brack team recently. You had uh, Paul Herod on the show. Mm. He's quite the creative uh, by Brack area, isn't it? Wasn't there a rap video out there with yourself? And you, were quite, you were nearly a bigger media hard than me at this stage. <laughs> it's fucking no need. Yeah. <laughs> it's a stage. What are we on? Fair City, Skyad. He's bringing me CD Tesla. out here. Tesla. <laughs> we turned off Fair City. He was on Fair City, and the ad for it was you. He <laughs> said, "For fuck's sake!" Having his cheese board. Cheese board, yeah. Oh, fond, of fond of an old cheese board myself. I feel like there's so, you're gonna hang me here for. Something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's later. <laughs> yeah, but Prof's a bit of a musical buff, so Prof has a. Well, I was just gonna say, Paul Harris musical, the Copperface Jacks. Oh yeah. I actually saw that during the week, and uh, that was fantastic. Really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, it's He's making Belly Rack Boys the TV show. Hopefully. No way. Yeah, it's going to be on He school. totally aired us, didn't he? He tried to get him on the show and he, was like, he, didn't, even, <laughs> he didn't respond back to us. We were like, oh, hey, right. rude, yeah. I, I tweeted him and he was like, yeah, no, not happening. <coughs> we'll have to get him on. He's a bit of a Rovers connection there, isn't he? Yeah, he followed Rovers up, up until Milltown days. So we definitely have to get him on, Prof. And uh, on, so the, um, the musical itself, Prof, you're a bit of a buff. Was it, was it a bit of crack? Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Yeah, uh, <laughs> really funny, like it was like a girl from Kerry who moves to Dublin to work for the VHI, and like she meets a kind of McGregor type character, and uh, the two of them are brilliant. No? Any football references are? It was all GAA references. Oh, GAA. That's yeah. why I gave it a B grade. Yeah, because it was all GAA. Drop down a grade. So um, we're gonna ask uh, each of our guests two questions today to give us your favourite ever over story. And you get a chance to ask Pat Flynn one question, and it's anything you like. So, Meryl, top of your head, can you think of any of your favourite ever Rover stories? Rover stories? Yeah, any, any, anything that happened down the line, or like it could be anything, absolutely anything. Top of your head, Rover stories. Can't but, tell the one we went to. You can't, you can't, you want It's a time to go. What happened? You can tell if you want. Oh, no, it's oh, then tell if it hangs yourself, that's no problem. We don't mind. Oh, what happened? Oh, I can't. What, was it there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> you can say what you want, honestly. We, on, we don't care. It's just, just make sure you don't wake up tomorrow and think, oh, what the edit that out? Well, like, yeah. like from a match? Anything. Or? 
Absolutely anything. Any Rob's affiliated game. It could be a piss up, could have been a night out, could have been at him. Could have been it could have been in Norway when we ran Bran. El Bearly Bear was big pink marshmallow chasing off the Bran bad boys. His man bike. <laughs> His man bike. Um Can you come back to me? Yeah, we come back to you, but if you you're gonna have to ask Pajo a story now as well. So oh, give uh, one question. One question you can ask Pajo. You can obviously you know Pajo. We prefer to we prefer anybody, people being hung as well. So I'd like you to hang him out to dry here. No one well. question from. Um, <coughs> what's the worst Bocker Bailey story? Oh, 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 oh. Is he still in jail, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> hey. After that one, the next one. I think he is. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's I think he's on no weekend release. Is he? I think Shelton Abbey. I'll tell it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um there's one of them when he was uh tried to give himself a clonic irrigation, so we used to fill the water baths with a big hose. Oh, oh wait, hold on, hold on. Hold on. So did did he think of this or did someone else think oh, he of it? He always thinks of it. So he just thought, I need a colonic. He, he just does this for the crack now. So we walked in, we filled the ice bath with, with a hose. <laughs> Sounds like a good saying. I don't know in the dressing room. Yeah. A big, there used to be a big bucket, so we'd fill it with a hose. But one day we walked in, and he's in there by himself. Like We walked in and he's bent over on the bench with a hose up his arse. And he goes, turn the hose on full, full blast. <laughs> so we buried it on and then... That was how we gave himself. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be mad. Like, we'd, we'd go into the shower sometimes and he'd be just pissing in his mouth and there'd be no one in there. What? <laughs> just for the crack and then we spit it out. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Of course. Standard, yeah. He'd be trying to impress no one. He'd be just in there himself. Do you want to jump that way? So you'd walk in, he'd be like, all right, Bucky, Brooke. Oh, 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 oh. And he'd he spit at our lads and all for the crack. Spit at him. I wonder he's fucking mad. Yeah. So he's actually shells at him and there. You couldn't sleep on the bus. There was him, Dean Kelly, Glenn Crown in there and all. And I fell asleep on the way to Galway. And the, Dean Kelly tips me from behind. And I was like, what? So I opened my eyes and there was an anus right in my eyes. <laughs> and Bucker fired and right in my eyes. And for fuck's sake. That was pre-season. That so crook's going to be season. on your headstone. Bucker fired <laughs> right in my eyes. For the rest of the season, I couldn't sleep. I wouldn't sleep at all. <laughs> <laughs> what was the scrap with Bocker and Alan Matthews? Cause you never actually told that one in our show. That was me and Alan, was it? That's no, why it's you and Alan or Bocker now? Uh, both of us. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, retired long enough to tell him, I think, yeah. Alan, Alan's retired as well. Uh, no, before I think I he's out of the country. I think he's in Barbados. Alan's a lovely man now, and how he forgive me, I'll never forget that, but... Uh, my first game for Shells. Pre-season, wasn't it? Pre-season, yeah. Went to Merivia when I got sent off after 20 minutes. Fucking never sending off. But. So I apologise to the ref. And then uh, my next pre-season game against Wexford then. I tackled someone never sending off. Yellow probably at best. And I got sent off again. So I played, my first two games, I played like 35 minutes for Shells. So I'm in the dressing room and said, it's a fucking disgrace. The refs are out with me. And expecting Alan Matthews to come in and give me the arm around the shoulder. So Alan walks into the dressing room and goes, yeah, yeah, Grant, Grant. And he looks at me and goes, you're a fucking disgrace. And I says, oh, I'm a disgrace. And I says, I'll bite your nose off. So I jumped on him and uh, we got pulled off. Did you he, bite set those no, off? No, I didn't. I tried my best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got pulled off him then and then uh, Bucker started on him, Barry the assistant for no reason. Then. <laughs> so Alan tried to leave me in uh, Wexford by myself. He goes, you're not getting the bus back. So in the end, I had to ring the chairman and all. They let me on the bus back. 
Um, I got suspended for six weeks, so I didn't play for Shells for the first like four games of the season. Mm-hmm. And we went down with about 12 points, so we had it played. I regret it because Alan's a lovely man and he took when Tony Cousins got sacked we never really talked to each other after that he got sacked at uh, Longford Alan took over and fucking when he walked into the dressing room and I was like it was so fucking awkward he's shaking everybody's hand and he goes Pat we meet again (laughs) (laughs) but he's a lovely man that happened with Alan Moore with you as well didn't it Fuck's sake. Alan Moore. There we go, Mero. Keep them coming, keep them coming. <laughs> we were playing Sligo. I think it was the last season of Tolkien, maybe, but we were playing away, and I knew I might have been. I might. No, Pat Scully was definitely there. Um, so the ball went out for throw. I think we were drawing one all, or it was 2 1 the last minute. So I went out for throw, and Alan Moore's warming up, and he picks up the ball to give it to me and throws it behind. So in the end, I ended up giving him a punch or an elbow, whatever it was. And I got sent off for fucking attacking a sub. So, <laughs> <laughs> then I went, in, I went into the dressing room then, and Pat Scully said, I think you're a tough man. Pat's a big man. He goes, you fucking fight me. And I went into my chair and said, oh, no, I wouldn't fight you. <laughs> so then Scully got sacked at the end of that season. Uh, Jim, what's, Jim Crawford took over with Alan Moore. No, so Alan Moore say. comes in, and uh, he goes, same. Pat, we meet again. For fuck's sake, it's so awkward. <laughs> so uh, thank God Mike came in and kept me because the lads had to stay in. We should probably name him. the managers you haven't tried to attack. <laughs> Mike was kind of probably about it. <laughs> 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 Jim, Jim and Jim as well. Jim and Jim. Yeah, Jim would take you down a couple of Jim matches. Jim yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he used to always ask Jim. He couldn't figure me out because I was on the bench. I was just having a crack all the time. I used to always say, Jim, can we be like best friends? Like me and you. Be great crack. <laughs> And he'd be looking at him saying, this, he'd be looking at Mike and saying, is this lad a fucking pub football? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you any good stories about Jim? Uh, no, he went through. I heard, he can, uh, I heard he can time some, I heard he used to time sprints, is that right? Time sprints. With, with the clock watch. Yeah, uh, In Israel. Sure. Oh no, that's Trev Crowley. <laughs> oh, was that Trev was doing that? Yeah, that was Trev Crowley. Yeah. Really? Trev, that was a bocker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Trev, yeah. Bocker was running up and down the hall yeah, and then. So we fucking. Um, <laughs> we, we bet Israel that night, or whatever they call it, Ben Yehuda. And uh, we woke up the next morning, it was about 7 in the morning, we had to leave early. And all you hear now. What the fuck is that? Always room with Paddy Cabin, a fucking best looking room in this. So I said, What's that noise? We look out and we just see Bocker just naked running down the hall. And uh, then when he gets to the end of the hall, he carries his bag of cans back up. And we looked at the far end of the hall, and Trev Crawley's there. Not good times, Bocker. Has to be quicker. Has to be quicker. <laughs> so Bocker sprint back down again. Getting the info for the spreadsheets. Oh, it's the best crack in my life. <laughs> so, um, before we let you go, uh, Mero Pack, it was a question for you. He says, uh, ask about your time in the Cobra Strip Club in Wolverhampton. Oh, you fucking <laughs> <laughs> No comment. No comment no. at all? Cobra Strip Club. Well, you you tell us fucking difference. Like. Yeah, you can tell it, or I can add on. Yeah, I'd actually like to hear both. So no, we'll, just, <coughs> we'll just have a row. <laughs> That's allowed as well. Yeah. You tell we your story. We come out of a. Uh, it was in Wolves four years. After two years, now your best friend only comes after over two years. Flights are only forty euros already. It took him two years to come over. So went out for a couple of drinks, and we walked across the road, and he says, "It's that strip club." He says, "He says, yes." Yeah, says That's. <laughs> do you want to tell it or do you want my fake version? So we went in and I says, this lad's probably never seen it. I says, I'll get him a dance. So I got him two girls dancing. I went up for a drink and I came back and he's on his back. Is that right? 
that, that right? That part is true. Is that <laughs> that is true? <laughs> what the fuck happened? He goes, I forgot to put my brakes on. <laughs> so that's not the fucking worst for me. And anyway, so he goes home, and then my missus goes, How would you get on true. over there? And he goes, Grand, yeah, we did this, went to the match, and what matches are you know either? He goes, went to the strip club. Arsenal, I think it was. Was it? Went to the strip club, and I said, you didn't say that, did you? So she came over about two weeks later and went to the same pub and all, and she walked down. She goes, is that the strip club he's went to? Now, she thought it was one of these American things where yeah, you walk yeah. out, and yeah. it wasn't injured or anything. So she goes, give us a look at it. So I went down and says, I was only in it once at Merrill. I'm walking down the stairs. Two of them are coming upstairs and says, hiya, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the usual, is it? <laughs> In fairness, one of the lads used to go out with one of those. Oh, that's what happened when we went down, they were all over you. Where you? <laughs> <laughs> the old parents' bonus as well. I'll get you to edit that one tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> or after the divorce. i get the text in the morning. <laughs> I, I didn't suggest I go, right? Just to put that on record, I did follow my arse though. <laughs> it was a stupid wheelchair, it was too fucking light. Did you have a good time though? Your woman put her leg on the shoulder and I was on my back. <laughs> It's a loud, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> right, right uh, speak for yourself, speak yeah. yourself. So, um, yeah, that's, so that is it. That's it, Meryl. Meryl, big round of applause for Meryl. And uh, next up, we have the memory man himself. It's Justin Mason. Find him a chair. Bring it with him. So, George, you've never been at a Tifty's live audience show before, nope. but you did have your own three and a half hour special just after your wedding a couple of years ago. I think it lasted a bit longer than three and a half hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, at one stage, I fell asleep yeah. after drinking a milk. There's a line in the yeah. word Carl says to you, Gary's struggling here, and you were like this. <laughs> yeah. I was stumped out. I was like, oh, okay. 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 Your brother was behind us that night, and your brother was just breaking his heart laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he can drink with the best of them. Now, that night, um, I had been out that day and said we're playing the League Cup final so we went for I mean, I'll go for one or two we went there we made so about four or five points before I got up here there's no such thing as one or two and realistically. I got to Johnny Blues and I have a bit of a fear of dogs and there was this big huge dog next door <laughs> and I mean you care where they are where they are <laughs> <laughs> this big dog coming out but um, I'd said to me missus I said Brenda I'd only be about an hour or two this will be over by about I'd say nine at the latest <laughs> so at nine o'clock I get a text uh, where are they? Yeah, uh, this could go on a bit longer. I'll be up about half nine. So grand, be over by then. I think it was about 11, half 11, walked out the door. <laughs> I think my missus was there since two. Wait, I'll ah, be grand, be over five, we'll get dinner. And I said goodbye to mum and dad, I said goodbye to everyone, and I just looked at your missus' face and went, oh, Gary's in the <laughs> She, she did a full off. shift. She did about eight hours. I went into the car, what a Y'all right, love. Never again. What? <laughs> I've been driving out here for the last two hours. People think I'm dropping off drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, it was, but it was a great day. Phenom- I have to say it was a really enjoyable afternoon that day. Last time I drank cider as well here. Yeah, Jesus, it's been a while. That's where our first flag came from. Time dedicated to hoops. Us milling cans down the back of buses. Drank way too much cider. Yeah. Drank way too much cider. <coughs> oh, your apologies as well, Joe's. Uh, we were talking about remember the examinership episode. Yeah. And then 2005 after the fans took over the club. You led out the team oh, wearing the, the number 12 jersey. Um, I believe I referred to you as a full kit wanker. Yeah, I only had the jersey. Um, I was at that game that night and Mark Lins comes over to me and throws this jersey. When you lead the team out, and I'm like, what? Me? Why? Just because I was selling problems at the time. So, grand. so I put it on. Now, as everyone knows, I'm quite a fully figured gentleman. <laughs> um, I look like David out of Little Britain with this thing on. It was, remember Hotshot Hamish? The comics years ago, the jersey went to here. And oh, it was it was 
But it was a great honour to lead them out, but the jersey was so tight. <laughs> I actually gave the jersey back. It's not like Real people have said that they didn't retire the number 12 jersey, I just didn't give the jersey back. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, but it was a great honour that day to be asked to do. That was fantastic, yeah. We also got your all-time Robbers 11 from you, so... Any more changes we made? Jack Byrne knock on the door? Jack Byrne in, probably for Alan Byrne. Oh. Yeah. Well, um, we have gasps from Mrs. Um, Wheatley here. <laughs> I, I love... I actually... I think it started with Alan Bourne. We had the tenth anniversary of the Pride of Wings End match down in Wings End in two thousand and sixteen, um, and uh, Donald Dunn, who's on our committee, and Jeffrey Sterrell were there, and they're talking to Alan Bourne. The next thing, Alan comes and buys him a point each. And I said, "Why buy that? I should never have left Rovers. This is me apology for me." <laughs> <laughs> no way. But uh, I just think Jack has been phenomenal. I mean, I think the game, the game against the against the Cypriot team, the foursome. Everyone showed the video, the little bit of trick we did at the end, but he did one in the first half. And I just hear beside me, oh my God, Dad, he's been going to over 60 years, I've never seen that. Ah, you know, he's just, he's just unreal. And the reception he got coming off against UCD, I've never seen a player get a standing ovation against UCD yeah. in all my mm. years of no. He's just been phenomenal. That would be the only change, I think. But uh, with Penn, who are playing. And this is, a, this is like not even the full season. No, he's just, it's, it's when he has this. Everyone on the ground wants him to get the ball. Yeah. And when he gets the ball, there's a buzz. It's very hard for footballers. It's like Greg Bull just said to us, he says, my job is to get the ball and give it to Jack. Yeah, Jack, Jack yeah. I'll break it up and yeah. give it to Jack. And now we have him and... The only fear I have is him and Graham fighting over the ball. <laughs> now, here, yeah. right, before, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about uh, Harps in a minute because I, I'm on top of the formation or whatever it was, but we'll talk about Jack's interview and off the ball. So, anybody listen to that? Yeah. What yeah, do you, you think of it? Very honest, very open. I kind of actually quite articulate because no disrespect, Patrick. We get a lot of these footballers with the old cliche. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sick of the party. I actually we try our best with Pat, you know. It was, I just thought it was, it was very articulate, very honest in what he said. And I think if you, you read his interviews from over the season, I think he came back here to reset and he was thinking about his next move. I don't think he's thinking about his next move now. He's just uh, um, enjoying his football. And so yeah. like in any walk of life, if you're happy in your job, doesn't matter where it is, doesn't matter yeah. what money you're on, if you're happy in your job, you'll, you'll perform yeah. much better. And that's what he's doing at the moment. Yeah, like, I mean, he's around family, he's around friends, yeah. he does, his commute isn't crazy, he's got yeah. good hours, he, he, he seems to be happy, you know. So hopefully team. he's been kept in check and we have him now for the rest of the season and hopefully for one more we get that Borky and Bourne uh, connection. But uh, we're going to talk about the Finn Harps 1-0, 1 win in talent on Friday in the first round of the FA Cup. I... Can anyone tell me what formation we play? We eleven players on the pitch. Seriously, it was confusing. Because if you look, it was it was like who who spoke about the cloud? It was Tommy Tarn? Yeah. It it was just a mishmash of of players. It's like it's like remember when Bork initially played and he was fantastic. Mm. He did what he wanted, played in the right, and he drifted in. We 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 no cover from. He had that kind of uh, allowance. Jack has that as well. So now you have Jack doing what he wants and and Borky doing what he wants and. Let's be honest, it didn't really work. It didn't, no, it didn't, no didn't work, did it? No but it's like, it's like Rome wasn't <coughs> built in a day, lads. You have to get True, it true. You know, but where is Borky going to go? Where's well, Borky going to fit he, in? Well, he he changed the whole setup to try suit Borky. Yeah. Will he be annoying? Will he, do, will he walk off the right and do what he wants? I think he wants, uh, from what I heard, I was talking to one of my media contacts yesterday. Apparently, I think Bradzer was trying to say to to Borky to stay up front he wants to play him as a number 9 
I think he's tr- to me. I don't think Bucky is a number. Bucky nine. naturally drops. But I think it, I'm going to bring up one of the other clubs I support. Might be. I think it'd be a bit like Firmino. Oh, for fuck's sake! You know, Champions of Europe, Gary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I just think he might. He could play like him. He, he could drop. But what you need yeah. then to do is the other two lads who are playing up front with him have to bomb on forward. Mm. So I think that's the way. It, I think it'll take time because it's not a natural out and out striker. It will, and it it could it could bode well for next season because we have the. Like let, let let's let's be honest, we're probably not going to win the league. Could win the cup, but we could work on that. Them two gelling, yeah, and then we'd be we'd be ready to fire next season if we do keep yeah, hold. I think this season we've made great progress. Yeah, we've had some bad results, eh? but we're what a joy to watch. It's, it's like it's it's like going back to the time, yeah. Paz, when you were there on yeah. the Michael O'Neill. Yeah. The whole your whole week now is looking forward yeah. to Friday. Yeah. Looking forward to Friday. Yeah. We've got that back now, and it's great. It's, it's the balls, isn't it? Fantastic. And I think we're going in the right direction. There's still people now. We'd probably go out and, like, as I said, I have a couple of mates who are Bose fans have said that we could probably have Messi, Ronaldo, and Maradona, and he's probably still beat us the way yeah. it's going at the moment. Yeah. But we're all looking forward to games again. And I think next year, we just have to get one or two small adjustments, and I think we'll be, we'll be a lot closer to them. But we need yes. to get now. There's not a lot of tweaking to do in that there's team. No, not at all. In the slightest. And I mean, it's, it's, it's Brad's team now, and they're playing, they're playing like Brad's team now. But the team, we move on to Graham Bork made his return. Like we said, Borky, Gary O'Neill, Dan Carr came in for Aaron Green, Greg Bulge and Joey O'Brien. So we've got the uh, the best value B&B in Dublin for €15 Euro, and we've been promoting it all week on social uh, media. But surely you must be delighted to see Bork back. And on the back of that, he's been given the 21. So tell us your best Borky moment, actually, because uh, I think probably for me and you, Prof, we were in the middle of looking for an emoji to put on our Twitter. <laughs> And then we looked up and the Boleslav screamer just went into the top corner. Yeah. So give us your best Borky moment in, in a row. Yeah. I mean, what a goal. At the time, now, uh, a lot of you know who would have played in goal in his younger days tried to say it was bad goalkeeping, but like that is just. No, it was not a chance. great throw. It was a, well, not a great throw. It was a good throw. We saw, um, I think it was Madden. Yeah. Oh, God. And he let it come over and he just torn. I don't think he took did he take a touch I don't think he took a touch he might let it bounce might, think, yeah I don't he, it was either one touch or none that's one. instinctive he knew where the goal was he didn't need to look he just knew where the goal was and it was like, I think that's his best moment he has scored some crackers which was better Greeners or I asked my dad just to rank Burke Green Sully well Sully Sully is the Sully best right? Sully's the best so let's just rate Greener or Burks because if, if, let's be honest Sully's is the best you try and recreate Sully's goal you can't you're not going to do it it's, it's like the Every every factor of that goal. Even the English commentary, whose name escapes me at the moment. He just said "man alive." He didn't know what else yeah. to say to that goal. I mean, like, you're it. not gonna. Yeah, so yeah. it's between Green or, or Borgie. Which do you think? I still think Borgie. I probably got Borgie. Green was a good strike. I, I. I think he meant to put put someone through on goal. Yeah. But. Nah, that's a bit <laughs> harsh, I actually thought when he was doing that, he was doing that to air fans. Like, no, apparently there was yeah, a there was yeah. a couple of fans yeah. giving him sticks. I so. <laughs> I was watching the game in um, work because it was month end in work, so I had the stream and I bought. So when they got the goal, of silence. Next all you hear is "Ah, fucking hell, Jesus <laughs> Christ!" Oh, and I just look around and there's me manager facing them. Everything all right there, Justin? Yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah. Then about then they got the second. I was like, "Ah, jeez." Then he descended off, and then Green gets the goal. And nearly the phone went this way, the laptop went the other way. Just sheets of paper. No, flying around. Yeah, but I think it was a game we left behind us. Let's. Really yeah. do, and you could actually sense in the players. And we were talking to Stephen out in Colester last week, and he said that they even they just felt they left it behind him, and like they could have they could have given that uh, 
But even now, Apollon went down to a 2-1. 2-1 out on us. man. Listen, what could have been? So, um... So the Harps game, we kind of expected the crowd would be pretty poor uh, because we're cup snobs. Until this, the this grinds the gears for me now, Puff. Yeah. I, I mean, where are those three and a half thousand people? I think it's a, that were at the Euro I game. think it's a, a couple of other factors. What's the magic potion? What do we do here? What's this? I, I think this, the, the start of the FA Cup, the time is terrible. It's going. Whether we like it or not, this it's is going, a, the prop, prop yeah. would be in the boat. Would you hear? It's now? up against the start of the English mm-hmm. Premier League season. Like, what are the FAI thinking with that? The FAI Cup is still the blue ribbon competition in their game. Mm-hmm. This should be you could have had it the week before or the week after. Big massive big promotion of it. It's well, over in like five weeks now. It's like yeah. first round, second round, quarterfinal. But even that extra that uh, he was sponsoring, that part of the Daily Mail group mm. anyway. There's no there was nothing on their site on Friday night about the match. Yeah. They would have thought about Liverpool beating Norwich. Yeah, no, it's but they should be promoting the, the competition that they're supposed to be sponsoring. I just don't think it's enough promotion. The FEI Cup is still it's it it's it's still a it's a wonderful competition. They're going to be in the press box every final every year. Like I hope I'm in the press box this year because I mean we're in the final. But um, it's still great. I still think your best game for Rovers in that cup final. Yeah, yeah. you were yeah, outstanding yeah, that yeah, day. Yeah. You were the panel. Oh, ah, look, don't worry exactly. about that. No, let's oh. do, do worry about that, right? <laughs> don't get my way with it. I remember that day he walked up and won the only. The penalties were very poor that day, weren't they? Everyone. Everyone gives yeah. Kieran. Was it Kieran O'Connell or Kieran? Well, they were shy penalties, to be honest. Twig, Twig's penalty was, was terrible. Tornos was terrible. Torn on Twig. Two lads from Ballybrack missing penalties. There's a couple of people have bottled them who I thought would have taken them. Really? Hold on, Pajo. He's Pajo's given us a bit of an insight here, so who didn't? Who didn't? I think a couple of people wanted the glory of the fifth one. So, yeah. That's why it worked. So, what way did it work? So, did Mike only say, right, hands up? We were practicing them now. We asked who was confident enough to take them. Right. Fair enough, we had a good game, so I felt confident. There wasn't many hands going up, so I said, fuck it, I'll take it. Right. Then when one misses it there, Jay's two missed yeah, then I think it was third. I was there, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But um it's just the way it was now. And did that play in your mind that other people were missing as well? Uh, not really. Yeah. I knew you were gonna miss. <laughs> <laughs> you missed the penalty. So the French like that, who needs enemies? Cup final. <laughs> like the FAU Cup final. Against Crystal Palace. It wasn't the, the final. final. No way. It was the semi-final. Uh, I tried to chip it. We tried to dink it. Penanga and it kicked the ground and it bobbled to the keeper and he picked it. No way. There's something that'll never yeah, leave me is the is the sight of all the Sligo fans celebrating that. It was it, it just thought I just thought to myself, we have to win this one day. But Gary result aside and I think maybe McCabe had a good game McCabe, that day. Yeah. Result aside that day was a wonderful day as well. I mean I told you on the podcast I was on like we were there very early that morning and we had a few early early people coming in. I think it was Jason Maloney, Paul Conroy. Glenn Conway and Vinny who does he with him walking along wings then at 10 o'clock in the morning saying we thought you might be open yeah we were yeah. open like the, and the, when the team bus came through wings yeah, end that day that the white horse on, oh, the, the white pony the white pony Mark Keaton who was supposed to be on here today actually <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that, when the team came through and we weren't expecting that we just they had that Hooperman song playing so oh, they put yeah, that on yeah. and we were in the suits and all so it felt good a proper day out and yeah he said, "Take us this way." We weren't sure whether we were going the right way, and went through. And I swear, the goosebumps now. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah the like, if a player's not affected by it, there's uh, something wrong with you. But it was brilliant to see you, John. You, yeah. you really felt part. It's just a pity we lost, because. But I think with a lot of us that day, we said it because we we stumbled over the line in the league. When we won the league that year. It was more relief yeah. than actual elation. Yeah. 
that day, even though we lost, I think a lot of us actually celebrated winning the league that day because we were disappointed we lost the cup final. But it was mm. like, so what? We won the league. But I think we thought with that team we'd be back in the cup final in a year or two after. Yeah. We never thought we've only we've been to three semi finals since, but we have. The nostalgia of the cup is lost on some people. It really is. I think. I think we don't do enough as regards in the community in the round Rovers. It's a different topic altogether. But I think the newer generation of Talabay's fans don't know the magic of the cup. And they need to be educated. I know that that, that might sound like... This is the way football is now with cup competitions. Everything's about league in Europe. It's unfortunate, really. Because the FA Cup will never lose the magic for me, anyway. In fairness to Michael O'Neill, like he, he brought yeah. us to Johnstown House for yeah. two nights. So you're away from your family, but you built it up with a game room. Yeah. brought the people in to do our suits. So your main focus is the cup. Yeah, but you've built it up so it's something. Now, some people aren't into that. Yeah. They like just prepare as a normal match, mm. but I think it has we to be. We've done that in 2002. What did we show up in tracksuits? Show up in School, you went ballistic over yeah. it, you know. They walked into the grounds with the supporters, you know. Yeah, yeah. Lads came Boy, Derry were coming in in yeah, the suits, in a big yeah. fancy coach. Yeah, 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 you know, how does a player motivate himself? Yeah, don't know what, whoever came up with that. like that. Then he's left for it to play with you. He's left for it to play with you. That was just Stewart. That was just Stewart. Yeah. I'd say that's fine. Oh, you said for it to talk it. It's like me. A flick of a cigarette, apparently. Yeah, so we'll go back to the Harps game and we were shooting into the South Stand the first half, which we don't usually do. And a minute's applause before the game for Tony Doyle, another hoop who has sadly passed away. So our condolences out to the family. And the goal came from an absolute splitter of a pass from Ronan Finn. And this touch by Carr. And the touch by Carr. I was shocked. And the finish. I was kind of lying back at one stage talking to the pack of Martin. And the ball went in and I just jumped up. I was like, how did he finish that? Posting in, absolute cracker. I think... Like when he hit it, I thought, "What's he? Oh, gee, that's brilliant!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. fucking he. Oh, yes, um, it's like a green goal. I was like, "What the fuck, you did?" Yeah. <laughs> 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 what are you doing that for? <laughs> I, I think, I think Dan has that in his locker. I think you were talking about Billy Dennehy devoid opinion. I think Dan has that. Yeah. And He's his opinion, the opinion on Dan wasn't that split <laughs> not too long ago. It was, "Oh, Dan's great," but as this season comes on. It's the the opinion is the more and more divided because the European games didn't come from seven glory. No, you for real? Oh, the no, most recent the the, the Bergen game. The reason why we were in Cyprus because of Dan. Uh, he turned the game. He yeah, he, he, he turned that game. See, but the, the, you could say he cost. He cost us the Limassol. He could say that. He came on and made the two goals against France. Yeah, but then in Limassol he. Totally exact, exact opposite. I and mean, he had a great chance to get a goal with a header, and he yeah. didn't put it on target, you know. And he had a couple of chances at wide where all he had to do was square it and he went for glory. So it's, it's, it is swings and roundabouts. Yeah. But, um, love Don McGuire's photoshops, by the way, of uh, car upside down. Yeah, yeah. and he just yeah. planted yeah. them Spooky. different places. Weird, right? Oh, I didn't see those. No, I've something God. else to say. Limassol, Greg Bolger should have booted into the stands after, after Dan. Uh, lost possession. Greg Bulger has probably should have booted the sand a couple of times, as regards to and like. That's sorry, I was sort of selling off. I think they put Grace under pressure. Yeah. So all yeah. Bulger had to do was boot into the stand. And he, he, same, and he same, same in Cork. Step over. Same in Cork away. Well, Carr got the yeah. blame for that. Yeah, yeah, you could yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. And Cork away was the same with Greg <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
you had your turn. So, uh, yeah, so the second half, we had to see the game out when Aaron Green missed uh, oh, a couple of one-on-ones again. I think one is... Uh, one I'd forgive him, it's on target, the keeper saves it. It's the second one. Like, I think it ended up in a coffin in, lady, the, yeah, in the funeral home. Oh, when I saw it go over, I just thought, how, how did you get that much height on it? Like, how, how did you sky it like that? After scoring a cracker. Yeah. Oh. I, I, I fear Frank because he, he runs his backside off. Really? Yeah. His walk rate is phenomenal. Didn't he play left full for Sligo in their league winning yeah. season? You know. Stick him in there. <laughs> Trev's gone. Push Cavo uh, up. Maybe, no, I would leave Cavo where he is. And maybe I'm being biased because of what I was enjoy to watch his knee And when Ferrugia gets fit, them two bombing down the left. Oh. Never mind yeah. Bork and Bourne. Yeah, we're close enough to get Ferrugia back in the team now at this you stage. Know. We should be a couple of weeks off. Not, not even a couple of weeks. Two, two max, I'd say. My new um, favourite thing now is when every time Ethan Boyle is within range of goal, we had to say no. Yeah, he's a. Who did we used to say? It's it was Dan a Ken O'Man. Whenever Ken O'Man yeah. got the ball, we were like, "Don't do it, don't do it," and he just lump it. Yeah. Like, For fuck's sake, here we go. It was Dan Fulham started that against UCD. Every time he was in range, he's like, "No," and we were four 0 up at the time. Yeah. But like, Ethan, no, don't shoot. Yeah. It's like we're four 0 up. Yeah. Are we gonna give that goal yeah. on Waterford back to him now? No, not a chance. <laughs> still Okies. Yeah. Still Okies, yeah. It's the only thing you've done. That and Dundalk. Scoring his head. His goal in Dundalk was brilliant. He finished it superbly. Can we talk? Actually, yeah. since we're on the topic of Okie, let's let's have a, a quick discussion on Do him. Have to. Is he possibly the, the worst ever signing? Ever at Rovers, like oh, if you take everything into account. He Yeah, true. Like I mean, he brought, I think he, he was just stuck for the body. He brought him in. Yeah. That's so why hasn't he given him a chance? Who knows? I mean, so the game against Bowes and Daly, man, we're two and now two minutes to go. Try something yeah. different. What we're doing wasn't working. There's something there. Try that we something don't know different. About. Yeah. It has yeah. to be. We were screaming out for it. Well, everybody was in the you stands. Know. Bring him on. You never know what could happen. Yeah. But wasn't he celebrating with Bowes when he scored in Brand? Yeah, he was all over. In Brand, a home away. He's not in the squad though, is he? He was on the pitch. Yeah, he was on the yeah pitch. I did see him say. He was, he was at the game. Just stick him on the door at the suite. He was standing with his with, with Why the yeah, that's it. Yeah, because he was standing on the sideline with, with the. I think it's one of those things that we'll, we'll never know. No, what, what, because you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Like we were stuck for a striker at the start of the season. Maybe it was an impulse thing, you know. And he, and he went for it and said, "Listen, fuck it. We need we need somebody. Maybe he's been Dorton training. He trained when he got left out of the squad. He trained with us at the nineteens and really him and Boyd and the attitudes of the two of them are great. Right. Lifted air lads to get up to that level. Yeah, but yeah. He looked the player. Yeah, for one reason or another, he's not playing. He looks at it. He looks at yeah, player. Yeah, yeah. He's lovely touches. Oh, he's definitely fit. Yeah, yeah. he's definitely fit. So he's something about him. It's something. Yeah. yeah. Shout out as well to uh, Tony McNamee for Harps. He had a comical throw in at one point where oh. the ball. The ball spun backwards oh. and then went out for a goal kick. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Really that hilarious. What's the, who used to do the flip? Ryan Guy? The Guam Ryan International? Guy, yeah. Didn't he used to do the, the flip and then Perhaps chuck yeah. it in? Scored a header against us before. It's so hard to defend those trolls. It's, it's worse than a corner. Yeah, it is. Like and do you, as a player, would you, like, let's say if you were a coach actually, would you uh, allow your team to go for the whole long throw, Royce or Israel job? Yeah, like it works. It causes havoc. You see, Alan was struggling to deal with it, the defenders. The football purists it's, would believe it would be like, Route 1 style, though, yeah. wouldn't they? It's more than one way to skin a cat. <laughs> yeah. It's a skill, though. 
Yeah, it is. Royce had it. Who's the last person? Oh, Boyle had. You wouldn't say Boyle has a really long throw. Royce's was the hardest because it was fucking super duper looper. You didn't know where to go. Yeah. Sully's was a ping, so it's actually easier to defend the throw. I don't think we have anybody now that could actually deliver across like that. Like Boyle's is it's okay. It's not. The goal from Israel came from the throw. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That was Royce's as well, wasn't it? It was certainly was. Couldn't forget. Mentioned Sean Cavanagh and uh, Paggio you're a big fan of his he's like the, the Dennis Irwin of Shamrock Rovers well, just so it, like Graham I, lo- I love these players that are kind of under the radar and just work their balls off he plays he left could play, back he, he could play anywhere played, couldn't he he played right back for 20 or 30 minutes won the game he's played midfield just gets on and he's like 8, 9 out of 10 every week he can do it all can't he the team's better with him in it as well yeah. Yeah. But you, you can see his professionals even was listening to your podcast and Everybody's saying he's the best trainer. So, say that now. again. Whose podcast were you listening to? It wasn't What's the Story. In any <laughs> well, he's, they're saying he's the best trainer. So. <laughs> All podcast platforms. That lifts fellas like that. Yeah. Him, Joey O'Brien and there. to see the professionals. Yeah. That, that lifts fellas. Every time we go in and we ask, like sometimes off air we'll say who's the best trainer or whatever. It's always Cabo. Everybody says Cabo was the best trainer. He's a joy to play with. Five-a-side style like him and Jack would be like the top top lads five so I think can you judge a player off if they're if they're technically good in a five aside I mean like like said Gary McCabe I'm trying to nab him for the Tifties five aside this year. Yeah. Like that type of technically good player. How'd you do on that last year then? Uh, I don't know what you're about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, T shirts were made apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> one question before I before I forget about it actually. Padjo, can you tell us what you said to Dennis Ehrman when you came on from at a preseason friendly? Him in his late 30s and you, a teenager. So he he signed for Wolves um, just when we got up to the Premier League, I think it was. It was after United, wasn't it? Yeah, after United. He that was followed, the only club he played for after United? Yeah, he followed Wolves. He, he was in the team that won the playoff. Oh, did he follow Wolves? Yeah, he was. He played that point. Brilliant that day. So he, the first season he came and anyway, well, he, there's a hill at Wolves, so I was walking over and just seeing a slitter going over and back and said, what the fuck's that? It was him, I think Kevin Moore and Mark Kennedy and Keith Andrews all playing horn and I said, Jesus Christ. So then the it's... sounds on in the background. <laughs> 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 I'm soldiers running away. That was when Gazza signed for Wolves. Yeah. Um, so he's, come on, the first game was away in a pre-season friendly to Morgan, I think it was, and he started the game and I was coming on. And uh, he's coming off and says, all the best, son, good luck. He goes, don't be nervous, I said to him. And just ran on the pitch. <laughs> for, in fairness to Dennis Irwin, it was, he was a train after for about 20 or 30 minutes, just practicing crossing. So mm. keep me, uh, we'll just stop the ball, let him cross it, stop the ball, let him cross it. One day he's nice enough to give me a shot. So I start crossing and after 10 minutes he says, fuck this. He goes, let's go home. <laughs> <laughs> When we go to the Cobra Club, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I actually bumped into my man about a year later, and I wasn't sure whether he remembered me or not, but he did. So it was, it was nice right, yeah. when they remember, like especially he'd be my idol now. Yeah, I just, I just love him. Like I love again his quietness. He's under the radar. Yeah. He's a brilliant player, and when he joined United at that time, Ronaldo's like that, and he marked him out of the game. Mm. And that's why I think we say to our young lads, you have to watch. Like players, for me, Lee Grace is the best natural defender. He just does it like his body shape's always right. Yeah. And we said to our centre backs with the ninety, it's gone watching. Just yeah. even if Royce could give them a train and off on a Friday night to watch it, you learn so much. Like even even when like let's say like a ball gets pinged over over a fullback's head and it's a it's a race between Grace and the striker. Yeah. Grace just positions himself so well. Whenever he gets into yeah. that situation, I just think he's gonna position himself and just manoeuvre himself out, and he's gonna be able to hold on to possession as well. He never puts it out of play. 
he holds on. He more than likely he's going to turn back in yeah. and not get into Manus or hold on to possession and just go out with it and dribble out. Like that's that's the thing about League Race. Like no offense to Pico or anything like that, but when the ball gets clipped in behind Pico yeah. and it's a fifty-fifty, you know it's going to be either a tackle. Yeah. Or, or Pico's going to upend your yeah, man I think they suit each other actually well Pico's dominating in the air yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. really good and really quick at recoveries but I think Lee Grace is that he reads the game really well So elegant you could say he might say. be as quick as Pico but you'd probably be there because he's nearly a McGrath thing he knows it's going yeah, over and he's yeah. already has a yard and his body in front of us there's no other great centre half partnerships there it's one and the other yeah, yeah. You know, and that's a graft around a, yeah. a dancer you could say yeah but that, that story with Dennis Irwin is unreal. This was a man who had won everything. Yeah. He'd won European Cups, he had many Irish caps, he played in World Cups, he won every game, every honour in domestic English football. And he was still, towards the end of his career, staying back after half an yeah. hour to work on his class. Yeah. That's unbelievable. That's what That's, he is. Yeah, he was a phenomenal, and I'm no fan of Manchester United, but he was a, he was a great uh, fullback. Uh, John Ireland makes a fight that he's a nice person as well. John, yeah. sometimes. You think you, you should meet your idols? Yeah, thing? sometimes you're thinking, is it going to be a cunt boy? Is actually. <laughs> He's probably saying, I was the cunt. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jules, uh, top of your head, favourite ever Rover story? I know you'll have one. The memory man has. No, I, I, I thought about this one when, when Carl texted me last night, and I'm not quite a, like the likes of Jason Maloney and some others here who are brilliant and great stories, but my story would just be Shamrock Rovers, the football club. My dad was first bought me when I was six and I think it's the best thing he ever did for me. And my dad and mum have done loads for me. They've done pretty everything for me. I'd have been lost without them. But when dad made that decision, I think he won an egg. My mother wanted me to go warriors dancing. So I'm glad. <laughs> can I can imagine you at the LK. <laughs> <laughs> can I imagine I'm you? so glad my dad won. No, I'm glad that. But I mean, it's it's just, and you look at everyone here today. We're all different backgrounds, different ages, different. You know, just everyone's different. But we all have one thing in common, and we we all argue. Yeah. But we're like a, a family. It might be a dysfunctional family, but we're a family. And just on that, like my stag weekend two years ago, it's two years ago next week. And Best away trip ever. Right, and I was going with mates, and there was a few Rovers fans on it, and I went, to, my plan was just to go to the game that night. I didn't realise that everyone had planned to put me in a dress to go to the game that night. But the way all the Rovers fans who were there, you rocked who, it though, give it that. Who were that lippy. night, like, bought into it that night, they all hugged me, people buy me drink. When I went onto the pitch, people cheered me, the only time I've ever run onto the pitch in my life. And like, even the team, like, Ronan Fing, his eye just caught me that night and he was he just went to he I was people were saying maybe Ron's got a picture of Ron's no way he obviously pointed at uh, Shawzy Shaw came over and then Stephen himself came over I just think Shamrock Rovers apart from my family and my wife are the most important thing in my life and I think that's my story yeah it's more than a club it's a way of life isn't it <laughs> but to, just to sum that just to sum that uh that, that way trip up right we won 2-1 Shazzy scored 2 in the, like 90, 88 90 minute and we're back in the bus and I, I ran into the into the we're all just jumping around like we won the league Bren Murray is in jumping around the car park so we're all like the CEO's jumping around the car park we get on and, and Tommy Kelly says on the bus that's a grand point we got he says Tommy we won <laughs> He won 2-1, uh, he thought we drew. Because I remember, li- oh, I remember listening to he your, we drew. your episode after going, oh, I wonder what they're going to say about me. And you're going, Joe's only gorgeous, I see better legs in the snack box. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think it was about two hours on the bus before Tommy realised we got the three points. Oh, it was 
brilliant. I love that you were apologising to Mark Lynch constantly afterwards. Uh, so like, I, I, sorry for going the pitch. I'm I, really, really sorry. We were in a nightclub that night and uh, well, me mates and a few lads were saying we didn't go to the game. Is it true you went on the pitch and I always got the winner? I says, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, next thing Mark and Catch Mark in, I went, oh God. I said, look, Mark, I, I, the dress was off now. I should have the makeup on. I, <laughs> I says, Mark, um, look, if there's a fine... I'll pay it, whatever it is. Look, I might have to pay in instalments, but I'll pay it. <laughs> he says, don't be stupid. He's that was grand. Because it was the cop that night. I looked at the cop, he looked at me, he just went, I go on. <laughs> <laughs> he was aware. <laughs> it, it was great night. It, what, it summed up what was me. Yeah, so uh, top of your head, question for Pajo can be anything because this is X rated at this well, stage. I, I think I did debate with you. I said you're Ballybacks finest and you, on Twitter and you told me that yeah. you're actually Lachlanstown and I said you're actually from Kanani. And it's great that Pajo wouldn't go. I'm tribal out there. Yeah, well, I'd have a lot of and, you know, my, my family out in Ballyback and, and Lachlanstown. I'd have a lot of time for that. I used to spend a lot of summers out there when I was a child. Well, what. what uh, Graham and Pat said about Keith doing the jumpers for goalposts. I'd be out there and you'd be playing football or golf out there. When I was a kid, it was great because I couldn't play that in the city of Dublin. If you played golf in the city of Dublin, you hit a car. <laughs> you hit a window, you know, yeah, you yeah. just couldn't do that. So to go, well, he's got the body back as a child for summers, it was great. Um, so much I want to ask you, Pajo. Um, <laughs> I was going to bring up the goal you got against us for Pat's, but I won't. Um, <laughs> I'll bring up the Garrett McLean incident. Yeah. Why we all look back now and yeah, that was hilarious. He kicked Gary McLean up the arse when he were sent off. We weren't thinking that yeah. at the time. Did Michael O'Neill just blank you? He just walked past you? No, no, Michael was grand. Like, Michael thought we didn't do it at the start. So it was totally blatant. Basically, it was Mark and Killian Brennan for the whole game. And I think they had a corner, or we had a corner, sorry. And they broke, so the ball went to Gary McLean. But at this stage, I'm still thinking of Mark and Killian Brennan. Hmm. So I'm about to kick the ball and he tripped over. And his body's in between me and the ball. And I says, I'm fucking still kicking this ball. I'm half thinking it's Killian Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> I just booted him up the arse. And, like, there's, a, there's a picture of it, like the red card. Scorching sunshine. And the open behind it. Now, I, I love it now, but like Michael went on telly. It was on telly that game. And he went Sorry. on telly after and backed me. says, the referee's got it wrong. So then he came what? in to me and says... Like, oh, I'm after backing you out there and I says oh, I did it and he goes what did you do and I says I kicked him up the arse like, and he goes for fuck's sake <laughs> so in the end he, I think he told the club he'd find me for two weeks he only find me for a week but fucking the but that's club. a sign of a good manager Pat. that is he yeah, defended you in yeah. public and privately because I, I just thought was it, his players, like, was it a bet to try and do a skit out with Father Ted or something yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 up the arse oh, kick yeah. you know like he, he like, found out his wife was pregnant that morning <laughs> <laughs> For him, was this before or after you were in the bed with the man? Have you ever spoke to Gary McLean since? Yeah, we went up to the Roy McBride tournament last year, and uh, he, he was really nice about it. And I says, Come here, sorry about kicking you up the air. We actually we texted him after, I got his number off Tommy Stewart, and I says, I didn't mean that, I says, I just lost the head for a second. And the first time being like, lost. Since I meant to kick Killian. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> the last that we fucking lost. We got it's better getting sent off that way instead of yeah, a couple of yellows, I think. We love it. But, uh, we do now, Mick. <laughs> but then we got sent <laughs> off against UCD then a year later, and the fucking the fans are shouting through the window, you can't fly in and this and that. So it, did, like, it gets to you. And I, I don't mean to do this, so I just lose it for a split second. The red mist, and as they say. I regret it instantly because. Nine times out of ten, I'm like this. I wouldn't. Yeah. I'd never. I'd never fight outside. Like if I go drinking or that, and I'll be. I'll be yeah. quiet enough. It's just on the pitch. You just. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> it's flown out with the steam, isn't it? That's good. That's allowed. Actually, I don't know how to answer the question. No, that's perfect. He wants to pair. I mean, to be honest, Pat, I mean, we got. That's why the lads asked you to do the hundred episode because yeah. we all love you, Rovers, yeah. and you were. You always gave everything you had, and that's people. A lot of a lot of people outside Rovers think we're very we we're very unrealistic and we demand a bit too much. All we want is if you give a hundred percent in that jersey. Doesn't matter, but yeah, give us eleven pages. Yeah. Well, you can see yeah, now in, the, in the team they have now. It's a tighter group. Uh, what Brad's has, it's all his own players. They cut a few, like they're tight. They're good, to, and you can see the fans yeah, backing them as well. Yeah, and yeah. at the start, as I was saying, Jack Bourne, we thought he's a lovely player, and I wasn't sure whether he'd work right because I watched the water, went down to Waterford and a couple other. But since then, like, I, I am since been yeah, hammered yeah. ever every week about the same opinion yeah. with Jason Maloney. <laughs> Jason always seems to think I didn't rate Jack Bourne, but yeah. I said, listen, I don't questions. think he was great. It was questions above him, and every week he has a good well, game. I thought he was great. He'd be like, ball, remember Parsons sure didn't rate him? But it, it's different Jason. now, and Mick, you, you know, and Glenn and Glenn, you know, the old, even Emma, the elder generation, not you, Emma. I was halfway through that comment, and I went, I. I'm, I'm already down and yeah, yeah. screwed. I always go all the way. But like, no, I mean, to this but I mean, there has been times in history where lads have come back from England and they thought this league is a yeah, doddle um, and they just haven't played. And there will always be questions when lads come home of that. But I think Jack has shown that he's pulled the socks you know, up, hasn't yeah. he? But the one great thing about this team is what you said about Toy. Use it as well. Yeah. But I think that's down to the two managers, Michael O'Neill. Obviously, though, it could be wrong. But from the outside looking in, he basically said he was what it meant to play for this club now you, you yeah. probably would have known but lads coming in yeah. wouldn't have known that and Stephen has done the same with his yeah. present team he's, he's basically told the players that should how lucky and privileged they seem to be to play for this club and what it means and if you do give it to your all these fans will back you 100% the three managers in between Kenny I could sort of forgive even Crowley but Pat Fennan I was stunned because Pat was a Rovers man himself and his players just didn't seem to. Mercenary, he struck me as, yeah. And it just, now, I, Pat's a nice guy, I've met Pat on loads of occasions, but it just, the players that they had at the club at the time didn't seem to buy in to what mm. Rovers is. Under Michael O'Neill, they did, and under Stephen Bradley, they are. And I, that's why I'm convinced we stick. I know there's people get a bit frustrated with Brad's at the time, but if we stick with him for another year or two, we'll get there. Totally agree, we'll, yeah. We'll get there. But uh, you know. we have to teach them how many leagues and cups they've won except Sean Callum he knows the score <laughs> but yeah, yeah so that's uh, that's been uh, Joe's so big around applause for Joe's okay so we're done with our, our little interval and we have our next guest is James Lowe give him a round of applause Hello. everybody sorry lads jump in there James so um, he's brought the Santry Hoops flag with him is that right James have it there yeah the, uh, the, the infamous the one, infamous one that got Rec- nicked, yeah. reclaimed from Bergen and uh, tell us how much you enjoyed the trip and despite the, the up, ups and downs despite the ups and downs yeah. crazy ups and downs especially in our apartment lads Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> that night like, Can we, we get to see him the apartment was great wasn't it it was made of like uh Kinder chocolate, I think. Yeah, it was. It's like a UNESCO heritage site. Yeah, it was a UNESCO heritage site. It was made of like slight timber. But when we went in, um, I think I've told the story before, but a quick one. So we go in and we found this key. I think you pointed it out to me. You were like, yeah, there's like another door. So opened up the door, went up this spiral, like scary, like uh, staircase. Went up and opened the key that opened that door, opened the other door as well. So went in, we had like another. Full floor of apartments. Yeah, to, it's to, a suite. Yeah, so we're like, lovely. Yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll go in here later on. So we had a 
came back and was like, whoa, three or four in the morning? <laughs> so I brought, had Ray Wilson summon me. <laughs> Chris, I think it was. So I said, oh, look at this, look, we've got another apartment. <laughs> we've got another apartment up here. Yeah. So we're upstairs and I'm showing him around and he's he's nudging me. He's like, guy, there's a fucking pair of shoes there. <laughs> and I'm there going, look at this. He's like, guy, there's a jacket there. I'm like, look at it. <laughs> and we opened up the door and your man's in bed and he jumps up and he goes, fuck her there. <laughs> I look, me and him just go, leg it. So we're running down the stairs. I'm trying to close the door. Yeah, and I'm, I just said, fuck it. <coughs> we closed the other one. So I went down, got the other door locked. Didn't hear a peep out of oh, after that yeah, dog. Jesus Christ. <laughs> We thought we had the whole place to ourselves. Some poor poor fellow upstairs. You were avoiding everybody. Yeah, it was a Yeah, the whole apartment. The whole place. I said, "Come on, come on, we go back." Takes me to the wrong way there. Some Canadian tourist just on holiday. I don't think they got a great review anyway. But yeah, the the hoops flag. So it's it's back and it's back for good. Hopefully. So tell us a bit about the, the story. We were on our trek back from the game, weren't we? Yeah, it was with yourself and Nate and Carl and uh, just walking around. Like literally, what was it about? Like five seconds from the bar. Yeah, like, literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I was a bit an evening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of strolling back with the flag in my hand, and then one lad just comes around the corner, nicks it out of my hand, and I was just kind of like, "What the fuck's going on?" Like, and then some other fella. We got a good look at, and we we, we got him because he had a we had a, t- he had a great Patagonia t-shirt yeah, on. Exactly, them. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking, and all I can see is him on the ground and two lads running off. So I'm like, right, fuck this. So I rang all the lads, and they proceeded to ramsack every pub in the region. So you had like the looks of Leighton Doyle, Ray Wheel, yeah, everybody running in and around. Yeah. They're 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 going into pubs. They're searching. They're looking for anyone wearing any yeah. grey, and they're running around like absolute madmen. We we didn't get it back, but. Later on, I think it was uh, the Celtic. I think it was a Bally Brackman who got it, wasn't it? That's what was the uh, John the, Mark. Dangerous John Dave. John Mark. Yeah, John yeah, Mark got yeah. it back. So eventually, we got a we got it back, but it was it was an insane trip. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Can yeah. You, do you remember yeah. when it kicked off? Uh, earlier that day, was yeah. it beforehand? Like, do you remember when like, they showed up? Oh yeah, yeah. Like they all ran out. There was about was there about five or six of them coming. I out think the there was a little bit more. It was about eight to ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, They were spotting. They were coming out, and then all. Yeah, as our lemons. Go yeah, yeah, and Connor Barry as well. Front <laughs> <laughs> of line with his pink jersey and uh, his handbag. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was like they they showed up thinking that they were the, the top dogs, and they got chased off by some elder gentlemen. You could say yeah, exactly. fifty yeah. to six year old gentlemen. One person in particular. One person in particular is mid fifties and he he picked out the biggest person they had. He was like your man, I think they were calling him the Smurf, but he was built like a tank. This oh, guy was like a bodybuilder yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was sent packing by oh. somebody nearly collecting a pension. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he lived with a youth carry Ah, it was, it was hilarious. Yeah, we remember So uh, James, give us some insight into sleeping in the same room. That's Connor Foley because oh, Jesus. this oh, can be challenging. Right. Yeah, no, this was this was yeah, this is tough. Yeah, no, I love Connor. Connor's a great lad, and we went back to Luton then afterwards, and uh, we had a few points, and he got the flight the next morning. But uh, he goes to me like we were we were drinking at like two or three in the morning. I think we had a Domino's pizza off an ironing board at one stage. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's the same Connor that nearly tried to run up a house, the side of a house, because we were messing with him. We said, listen, yeah. 
bet you can't scale that house because out of oh, our window yeah, yeah. you could jump onto another roof that went up another 20 feet and he goes oh look that and he was on his way with the yeah, dragon I, I was like, yeah because I was saying to Carl like, as well like, yeah, Carl goes to me he's just like James don't, don't actually let him do that because he will because <laughs> he, he will don't jump worry Carl he messes with him but uh, yeah, was, he goes at 2 o'clock in the morning like, or 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning he goes uh, do you like Joe Rogan and I was like yeah he's alright yeah yeah and he puts on Joe Rogan on his phone, whatever podcast, like puts on, blares out on his phone, and just rolls over. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I got a pair of earphones, I just threw at him, it's like, just, ah, oh, jeez. That, same, that that's same night, it was about, we were up, I think it was about nine in the morning, and I was looking at the clock, and I was like, we need to sleep, the game is coming I up. I know, yeah. It's like four, four or five hours till we're going to meet in the pub. So I'm lying there, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go sleep. And barely, Connor runs in with like a, he's in his jocks, right? And he runs in with like, a handful of cans and he goes come on guy where's your drink and I'm like it's not happening yeah, it's yeah, 9 yeah, in the morning yeah, yeah. and then as I said that he literally just dropped he dropped the cans and then he dropped himself yeah. it's like it was like he disappeared he just dropped into a puddle on the floor and slept on where he dropped yeah. not even on the bed stop, like, even at, it was, his flight was at 6 in the morning mine wasn't until later that day Like, so he was getting up early to get his flight Like, and I was just I finally got asleep Like, it was like Four or five o'clock in the morning, I finally fell asleep. Like, I woke up to this light in my face. Like, he turned on the flashlight in his phone and he had the shine at my face. He's like, Where's my jocks? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> And you were saying as well that his alarm would go off every half hour. He just kept hitting snooze. Oh, before he went over, yeah. yeah. When we were over in, uh, the, the, the night before, we stayed in Luton as well the night before, like, and it's just his alarm kept on going every half an hour for the whole night. Like, and he just put it on snooze every <laughs> time. He's an enigma, to say yeah, the no, least. he's brilliant. I oh. love him. He's a great lad. He's under the wing, isn't he? Yeah, he's a good yeah. lad. We'll guide him eventually or ruin him, one or the other. Um, we had the balls and the cork cup games. From Friday, but James had a bet on. He had a bet on uh, shells to win. I know he told me it was the worst bet ever, which eventually it was. We were actually congratulating yeah. him, like at two 0 We were saying, yeah, that, that yeah, was true. Well yeah, I told yeah. him I had to buy him a point and everything, and then fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that turned quickly. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we had uh, Dundalk. They got past Cove Ramblers as expected as well. One 0 though. I thought um, Cove's a good trip. Good memories for Rovers fans down there. Um, I thought they would have they would have hammered them to be honest. So we have uh, the next round to look forward to, and a home toy like we said is expected. And give us crumbling, give us anybody, any any non-league will take it. We'll take an easy path to the to the final. So James, as we've mentioned on the show before, you're the only Rowers fan under the age of thirty who knows what it's like to win the FBI Cup. Yeah. So tell that that Dan Fulham story again. We met him at the the Grail Doctor. Oh yeah, so like uh, as most people know, like I used to support Sport and Fingal as a kid, like and then uh, I met Dan in the Gaeltacht, and uh, he was he was actually in a different college to where I was in, but like I'd be walking back. Whereabouts? What where, where, where part of the Gaeltacht? He's in uh, Connemara. So uh, I'd be walking back wearing my Fingal jersey. He was wearing his Rovers jersey, and uh, he'd just be like to me, uh, "When you go bust, he comes to follow Rovers." <laughs> 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 This was like six months before any yeah. financial trouble came. Yeah. Bingo, yeah. Bingo, actually, quite good. Yeah, yeah, no, we never beat them either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James, do you remember the day when 
think I won Tala against Rovers. 2-1. Oh, yeah. It was there. It was there. I remember actually. You were probably the only one in this room who was happy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You were the drummer, weren't you? Yeah. I was only about 13, 14 at the time. I remember I was with my mate, like, and we were fairly innocent. Like, you know, I mean, we were just going to the football, you know, this is like, yeah. whatever. Like, and we, we got to the traffic lights there just outside the stadium. And uh, some now lad in the seventies or whatever, he was like, "Had a walk, get a walk." He had a walking stick, and it was just me and my mate just standing there waiting for the traffic lights. And he goes, and he just turns and he goes, "Do you know what you're after? The only little bollocks." <laughs> so, uh, so uh, yeah, Pajo, you wrote a cup final song for St. Pat's, I believe, and um, we couldn't find it online. So yeah, you're gonna have to let us know what it goes like and. Are you going to write one this year? Well, I'd write one, no problem. Uh, Did you quite the songwriter, actually? I am, like, actually, me and Pat Sullivan are going to the flat this weekend. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, the two of us, so we'll bring the bower on and see what happens. <laughs> but, uh, Sully's so- quite um, the, the the hermit crab, you could say. He doesn't really... Point blank denied us. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't like football or doesn't like. Hates football. Hates people. Hates people. Hates people and football. Took a shine. Took a shine to me and him, didn't he? Loves being bad. Yeah. So we got to the cup final, and I was saying to the lads the year before, obviously, or two years before, we got to the final Rovers. I says, if he's not got a cup final song, and Aidan Price is room with him, I think he goes, and we haven't got him. I says, give me an hour. So I went up. Give me an hour. I wrote, wrote a song about two hours of it. So it was t- back home in Derry the day St. Pat's beat Derry. It's on social media now. It's a fucking cracker it was. <laughs> so that alone, we played about seven games for Pat's that season. One being that substitute appearance. And then uh, that, that song got me a new contract the next year. We're going to turn it down. That's a bit of homework. Any oh, Pat's fans, yeah. you got to copy the cover. It's on SoundCloud, isn't it? Uh, no, who has it? Oh, we have it myself. Somewhere. Have to get that, Gary. And just on the on the, on the topic of uh, on flaws, I think it is. We might as well plug it right now. Uh, we're running the bus to Derry next Friday, and there's uh, I think Damo Dempsey is playing, oh, but he? he's playing at the same time as the game. So I think he's on some some workman's club at eight o'clock in Derry. But we are running the bus to Derry, and we're going from the Abbot at two o'clock. So uh, anybody interested, get in touch. No, numbers are actually flying at the minute. I think we're nearly up to forty. So get your name down if you fancy it. And uh, we're probably we could go early enough if if there's a demand for it. We've an outside pickup as well, so um, yeah, busted there. You tip these busted there. Any body brack pickup now? And we could do a body brack pickup if, if there's yeah, a demand. Pickups are slightly different down there. If that's the case, then let's go. If that's the case, let's go. Yeah, we'll have to do a, a bit of a maneuver. So. Um, James, have you got any favourite rover stories off the top of your head? Jesus, yeah. Uh, Carl <laughs> sent me this last night. They're mainly disaster stories. But that's know? what we yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been a human punching bag at times. <laughs> um, try and think of one. Could be. I'll tell you the time Dan Fulham nearly got me killed outside Daily Mount Park. That, that, that sounds good, yeah. So uh, we were going, it was a Saturday or Sunday morning. I can't remember who we were playing. This is about 2013, 2014. And uh, I was on the bus. I was running a bit late as well. I was fucking freezing, like so. I grabbed my hat. I was like, oh, I need a hat, whatever. Like so, the only hat that I had there was a sporting finger hat. So I was like, I just I throw that into my bag, right? And uh, I was on the way down. I had a Rovers jacket and a Rovers jersey underneath me as well. And I was on the way into town. And Dan Fulham rang me and he goes, uh, "Can you pick up the the you know the gold? What's it? The golden golds or something? Like yeah, that? yeah, yeah. The, the little card things that they have, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes, uh, "Where is it?" And he hung up on me. And I was like, "All right, whatever." Like, and he just sent me the address. And it was, do you know the lane down in Daly Mount Park? 
Yeah, the one where, from like for the home end. Yeah. When you're going in where the main entrance is there, like yeah. when you go in Nearly there to the left. You go in there, you go down that lane where the where it has Bohemian Football Club, yeah. and just to the left there's your man, he has a shed where he makes the fucking golden goals. <laughs> so Dan, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so Dan Dan sent me down there to get in. I was walking down there and it's just like, it'll be grand, like it's what's it one o'clock in the day, nobody be here, it'll be alright, like go down there, there's a queue down the alleyway, like <laughs> where they were selling tickets for the Bows and Rovers game. And I was walking down there with my Rovers jacket. <laughs> and I was just like, this is fucking typical. So I kind of just walked briefly past them all down, down the la- down laneway, down to your man's uh, garage, and just started banging on the door. I was like, just fucking open the fucking door. Yeah. <laughs> like, and uh, he wouldn't open it. Like, And then a fella came out, a fella heard a bang and came out with a, ca- came out with a bar. Came out with a bar, right? And uh, he goes, uh, he was like, he was like, what the fuck are you doing here? And it was like, uh, <laughs> it was like, I was like, I'm trying to get the golden goals. And he was like, uh, oh, fuck's sake, come in here before you get battered. Like, so he brought me into the Bowers bar, like, with me rubber jacket on. Like, he actually goes, saved you. Yeah, yeah, he was just like, uh, he was like, rang your man, whatever. He had a broken leg and he was in hospital or something, so he wasn't able to do it. Like, anyway, <laughs> so I walked back out and I was like, walk, I was just get out of here. Like, and, the, and two of the lads stopped me, like, they're like, because they saw the rubber jacket. I mean, it's just like, they're like, what the fuck are you doing here? And, all, like, and I was like, Lads, uh, he's, he's asked for more tickets, so I just I work in the ticket office in Rover, so I just brought more tickets. Ah, uh-huh, nice so. ticket office <laughs> <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like uh, that. Well played. So then, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then I uh, went into town, whatever, got uh, a bunch of raffle tickets instead, and uh, brought them down to Dan, whatever, got to the bus stop, went through all this trauma, got to the Dan, and I was just like, geez, man, you wouldn't believe what happened. You, just, you know what he said to me? He goes, You're late. <laughs> but the Gary no Taylor, way. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad like, but uh, if anybody wonders why they got a golden goal, I think it was playing Athlone. They're taking golden goals from a raffle tickets outside a sport and fingal hat. That's why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we'll go for your question for Pajo. What have you have you been you've been tasked with this one? So yeah, Pajo is the question king at the moment. Right. So what have you got okay, from? So, uh, so uh, yeah, glance so, over to the road there. <laughs> <laughs> glance, sneaky glance uh, over there. Yeah, no. uh, so uh, <laughs> the 2010 squad, right? Yeah, was yeah. very talented team. A lot of great players in there. But uh, who had the biggest wang? Um, who was the longest in the shower? Brian Thompson, what is You tell us. I'm trying to have a think now. A few, lads, a few lads, a few lads, yeah, we, <laughs> we just have a pretty penis. It was, <laughs> it was cold that day, all right? It was, it was cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love the way Pajo was acting. He's I've ranked these before, let me get my folder. He has a folder. Uh, we oh. Dan Murray was quite girthy. We measured once, I can't remember. Yeah, I'm not sure, I'm sure it's fucking probably someone like me or something. I'd say Buckard and McGee said he can piss in his own mouth. Thanks, Are we actually going to put that? There's going to be a quote from somebody on the show saying they can piss in their own mouth. Oh, so, so that's it for James <laughs> And next up we have the one, the only, the senator, the king of the hairy, <laughs> Mick McCarthy. Keep it clean now. Not a chance, mate. You're fucked. 
Uh, no, no right, so uh, we've had a couple of hoobie birthdays recently. We've had Kins to the top fifty and the lovely Roberts team cake and Mick McCarthy, who recently celebrated his seventieth birthday. The Mick, you look fantastic. Yeah, you have. You look lot. great, like a bronze yeah, god. Oh, there, you're going to say, look at bronze. Are you selling on me? You look bleeding great. Do you feel seventy? No, I don't. No, it's not at all. It doesn't look a day over sixty-two. Sixty, no, I don't feel a day over sixty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> your favourite number, is yeah, it? Yeah, that was. Then keep the door down. It does. <laughs> so, so uh, tell us, what do you get up to? <laughs> <laughs> my private. Definitely not measuring flutes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I say you know yours at this stage. There's plenty of people who can ask about the size of yours well, at this stage. I can tell you the size I was one time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you the size there is now. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I just say I sit down and go to the toilet now. <laughs> move on. <laughs> Swiftly. I'm trying, I'm trying to move on. Uh, <laughs> Mick, you're on the show before last year with Pat Byrne, and uh, it's obviously different eras. But how would you compare the two Burns, Pat and Jack? This is a great question. It is a great question. Similar styles. Because I answered the, the last time the best player I ever seen was Pat Byrne mm. playing for Rovers after this Patrick here. Mm. But uh, this this fella beats he beats Banagher. This fella is tops mm. without a doubt, and I can only see him getting better. It's just what he does is just I'm I'm sixty three years following Rovers now this year. And I could say this is probably one of the best sides after the four in a row and the the Pat's team here. Potential boys as well. Yeah, they they were like the team that Pat was on should have went down further. It was just change of manager yeah. and things went. But there was another couple of leagues in that team. But this this team is one of the best football sides I've seen. And I put my hand up here now, lads. I did doubt Stephen Bradley. I think everybody I had, really had, had a bit of doubt. And you know, that I did doubt him. And I've, I've said it public that I have doubted. But he has made, made me hate me words, really. Has. It's a super team. And by the way, I slagged his back to him team as well. Yeah, <laughs> 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 You know that. <laughs> Even Darren Dillon? Oh, no, no, he's great. That's no, no, something that really riles me. <laughs> I'd have to say a public. Go ahead, go ahead. 63 yeah. years, and I've never seen a fitness coach in a dugout giving orders to players on a pitch. I've never seen it. I'll be honest, this is something that has come up a couple of times. We got sent off as well. No, I've never seen it. three times. He's really? off the cup semi-final against Dundalk. He got sent off a few times, I think, as well. I, I, do you know what? At one stage... There was, was a, between Braggy and Dundalk. You know, there was a funny story, right? Because I was up doing the PA that time, right? I did the PA once, and he got sent off that day, right? So I was I was doing the PA and I was winding up Roji. I was saying to him, Jeez, Darren Dillon's doing great down there, he's calling the shots. And when he got sent off, Glenn Cronin was looking for him. And he was looking around, going, Where the fuck is Darren? And I was saying to Roji, I said, Look, I told you, they're looking for Dillon. <laughs> he's, he's been sent yeah. off and they were making a sub, but they needed him for some reason. Yeah, so Cronin was looking around, going, Where is Dillon? I, told, I said, Told you, he's calling the shots. I've seen Stephen giving orders to, to midfield. And he's behind his back, giving orders. So you're wondering what his role so is what, in regards to that? Yeah, you know. You I think mean, he's he obviously has some super fit, mm. and he's doing a great job, but come here. You're wondering uh, about I've his football credentials. In, in 63 years, I've never seen it. You're wondering about his football credentials, yeah? 
well, I don't know Ark of Elders. I didn't know his name up to a couple of weeks ago, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> yeah. That's been through Right, so uh, we're going to get Pajot to read something out now. And this was written by the Notorious My Post on the Rovers Ultras forum back in December. And uh, when the fixture list was released. So, Pajot, go ahead. It's a good fixture list in general, but it's Bradley's after all. Crap start. Blame the fans for unrealistic expectations. Crap second series. Blame the fans for the bills and chants. Lose 0-6 to Celtic in a half-old tally. Crow about the revenue. Out of Europe in round one. Hail a moral victory. Out of the Cups ASAP. Blame the fans. Nick a, nick a couple of points from the derbies. Blame the fans for the reaction to the same. Run in for third spot. Talk of laying markers down. Trundleholm toward 25 points adrift. Hailed as mission accomplished all along. Watch Cork and Dundalk play out another cup final. In short, the usual Bradley Fair. So this is my posts. When when he posted this when? I'm gonna call them my poster damas because he managed to get every single prediction wrong except for the balls one. That's like didn't uh, even get a couple. He's of points. only uh, reared his head again recently. Yeah, that's true. My post, he got my post, got my post on the forum. That's actually impressive. Oh, my, no, my post. Oh, you've never heard of my post. He's he's insane. We know who he is. Oh, he's yeah, a yeah. I, I've never yeah. met the guy. I've seen the guy. Yeah, you know who he is. You I'm not gonna name his name. I just John. <laughs> John Doe. Yes, let's call him. How does it sound? Not like John, but we leave it John. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone calls John. Patrick Schwinn. Let's call him Pajo. The year after we played Pats in an early game and some new lad decided to walk on the pitch yeah. and confront Gary Rogers who was in goal for Pats that night and it was it was never used after. The, the, the then start putting up fencing behind that goal where people hang their flags. Yeah. He used to still watch the match behind that goal. Mm. No, so, he's, he's a bit, a bit, a bit of a bit I, of a creep. I, 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 look, I'm just reading that out. Obviously there is a bit in it, but we actually ended last season quite strongly, so I can't believe he yeah. would have done that, which mm. is a bit. But well, some nice. people get joy out of, uh, of being negative. Yeah, joy yes. and misery, yeah. yeah. I mean, I give credit where it's due, you know. This is a, a great team. This is a great run. And we're going up against, uh, you could say, an ageing Dundalk squad. I think next season, listen, like I said in the last podcast, there's a light that never goes out. Yeah. There, there could be something at the end of this season. But I think if, if we can hold on to Borky and, and Bourne for next season and we have Brad, yeah. it's still in the yeah, mentality really. that he has now at the moment because he seems this team seems to want to play football. They seem to believe in themselves and they're really, really confident. They're really confident they could yeah. be. I mean, look at the way they played in those European games. They Super. went out Super. and they genuinely believe that they could beat these... I mean, I'm... I'm, I'm these European I'm teams. I'm talking about them against the four in a row. Mm. And Patrick's Like, team. that's a I mean, huge thing. Of, I know... To compare I, the two, it's massive. I've seen Rovers winning six cups in the trap. And I got bored because we weren't... You know, we were a good side. Any team that wins six cups in the trap, of course, they're good. Yeah. But they moved on then and, like... The 70s for, for years, strange, wasn't it? up to the 80s, I mean, that those lads came, they were a great team. And then, as I said, Patrick's team came on then, and they were a great team, and they should have won more, I always said it. But then, this team now, without a doubt, are one of the best teams I've ever seen. Mm. Their football. Need to, we just need to get that first trophy. 
Yeah. The first trophy. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I think Stephen will do it this. I think, and I'm glad he's the man that's going to do it because he did take a lot of flack. He did, and he he rolled her out, and he's. He's where he is now. Like we spoke about uh, transfers and things like that, and we said that we were a couple of players away from being being a title contender. Yeah, we spoke. We are yeah. genuinely one player away well, from he's being injured. To- he's there. He's there, isn't he? Like, we need a striker, though. Let's be honest. Yeah. We do. Yeah. Is Borky yeah. the man? Can Borky be a number nine? It's it's all up in the air at the moment. But yeah. if we can accommodate him and get him into a team and get him scoring goals regularly in maybe oh, possibly yeah, right, yeah. a number nine role. Sure, he's hard half the goals you miss, and you, you can't. I, I, I won't slag Gray enough because, in my eyes, he gives a hundred percent. Yeah, he, he made a huge but difference. He's not a goal scorer. True. Yeah. But he, and and like I mean, anyone that knows him and and his friends and his family will tell you he's not a striker. But it has been extremely frustrating. Some of the misses. Oh, it's hmm. very yeah. Probably he might be the most frustrated out of everyone. Like, how did, how did, yeah, he's not doing yeah. it on purpose. Like, how that's all I remember. How does he go home after missing those fucking goals? It's very frustrating. I can't sleep. Imagine. <laughs> 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 he said but it. If we, I think if we win the cup this year, right, and we get one or two players in, it will take a unbelievably good team to stop us winning that. 100%. Yes, 100%. 100%. Yeah. And core, we no longer have a good core. We have a fantastic squad. Yeah, and um, we have Borky there. The if we can get Borky, like personally, I think that this deal is is going to turn into a permanent. I think that's what it is. It's going to see how he gets on, then we'll we'll get him first. From what I hear, yeah, hopefully so. He doesn't and want to go back. If that you know, works out, and we can get him in Borky, I can't see him ever wanting to go back again. From what I hear, you know. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't know what goes on with the transfer. Listen to the way the players talk about the manager as well. Like they're all just singing his praises. Pat was saying that there, yeah, they're they're a a unit now, and there is commitment. I think he has found the fine line between a friend and a manager, Mm. and he knows how to treat them and get them to play the way he wants to play, and they they don't step over that line because they have Cronin there as well. Cronin is the is like the bad cop. And he's the whip, yeah. yeah. Cause we play against him in the five side. If anyone was playing in the five side last year, well, back into the he's the most competitive person <laughs> ever. He was kicking lumps out of Yumpless. Yeah, that's when he played football. <laughs> yeah, he, he got to the final. Yeah. Even that, like, I don't remember that anymore. We have a story about Glenn found the airport. Go on. Sporadic stories. The break. Now everybody goes away. Yeah. So I'm downstairs in the lobby with my family and all, and Glenn, I just joined Rovers, I'd say, a couple of weeks, maybe months, and he goes, fucking Rovers, true and true, mate, innit, I fucking love it, you know, it gives yeah, it the yeah. English but accent. But hasn't he, got, has he got the family to back it up, though? Yeah, he does, yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, he's he's kind of Rovers. Like, before, yeah. he, when he was at Shells, he would have said, fucking Shells, I fucking love <laughs> yeah. it. So next thing, I'm down there, and he's up the very top now, and he's fucking, Flinay, Flinay! We are the SO! The SRFC! <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? And everybody's looking at me and I was like, Jesus Christ. But he's, he's just, he's mad. He's, he's yeah. great. I'm sure he's great to have around the desk. I think his family are over, didn't they? Ah, yeah, yeah, his father and I. I think it's when he signed for Bowers, his father wouldn't speak to him or something. Would he not? Ah, man, he was a thorn in our side. He was always that rabid dog in the middle of the park. I think you would have played this match, but we played them on a Saturday afternoon at 12 o'clock in Daniel. Yeah. Oops. And was there a team with him and Sean O'Connor at the end it was, of the game? It was, we uh, it was actually Sean and Jason Bourne. Yeah. And then I think they kind of got on as well. They are kind of a bit friendly. Yeah. You, I didn't know Jason Bourne really. Yeah. So I came out for the one down there and seen them head to head. So I grabbed Jason by the neck 
and then it just fucking kicked off and we, we could feel digs in the side mm. and it was Glenn Crown and yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was fucking I didn't know where they were coming from he's anywhere we were waiting to be yeah. like yeah. digs are going in there mad that digs are going that's what yeah. the are about. so Mick we're going to uh, jump to your favourite Rover story and if you can think of anything and it can be x-rayed if you want Mick well, don't you worry there's some I can't tell but <laughs> now I'll talk about Milltown days Go just on. a few little things of it that would never happen in football now like going back one instant was uh, Mark Megan he got injured and he was down for about uh, he must have been down for 10 minutes right. kind of and the grounds was packed we were playing Warford I think but anyway he was down for 10 minutes and all you could see was the one shout to the other get it stretcher right. you know? but we had this uh, steward we used, we used to call him Sheriff right and next minute we see Sheriff and another fella running out of the dressing room with a bench the bench where the players used to, yeah, the ones to carry them off. <laughs> and they run out on the pitch and his leg, now Mark was a pal of mine so I was concerned about him really. And his leg was gone, right? Hanging off. Hanging off. And he's on the yoke and he's swaying like this. <laughs> and next minute I heard him say, for fuck's sake, mate. Because Mark had a real English accent, you know. For fuck, I know that sounds Belgium. <laughs> 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 Anyway, we heard him say, for fuck's sake, you know. So uh, he's gone and, and they're carrying him off. They, they didn't have a stretcher. There was another good one, you'd like this, Pat. There was uh, a lad called Alan Owens used to play for us. Right. And he was a hard fucker. He was a prison officer. He was right. a hard man. Was a screw. Yeah, he was a hard man now. But he milled into Keeley. So he was sent off, right? So about 10 minutes later, we used to stand up in about the tour of fourth step right. at the main stand. And... He was in beside us, you know. After being sent off? And he just kept hurdling abuse at Keely. <laughs> Every time Keely came up. So the two of them had an argument. Well, he's here and Keely's on taking the throw. Yeah. And Keely, shut the fuck up. <laughs> they're out one another on the thing. But they're things that would never happen. Yeah, in yeah. True. There was another one, Ollie Bourne. He ran, God rest him. He was shells. Uh, over uh, shells. Yeah. You know? Madman. He was a madman now. He was out and out madman. But he was a great man for the league and for his club. But he, he got he ran out and attacked the referee one. <laughs> so about he would got a twelve months ban, right? He was banned for twelve months. Yeah. He made a, a go of carton to the referee, you know. But about three weeks later, I'm standing there with my brother and him. And next minute Ollie comes into Milltown with the cap down like this. And he banned from League of Ireland, you know. And he just came. Quite similar to a couple of Rovers fans. He just with came. Wigs. <laughs> Certain people with He wigs. just came to huddle abuse at Carton and the referee. Yeah. <laughs> he just kept going. And Adam. You know what I mean? Just Adam, Adam. But that wouldn't be allowed now. He's yeah. mad and that. There was other things. There was another fellow who stand at the gate in Milltown. Little gate you went there. And he was an opera singer. Frank the opera singer. Right. And just used to sing opera all the time. While the match was on. Singing. <laughs> 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 and, and that time you could drink and drive and I'd have about six points I was up in the Slattery's on the long the four Cortina driving around <laughs> and going in and he'd be saying what's going on <laughs> I'm going to be singing opera so the match was on bit of Bocelli but, was it yeah and I'll finish with this one if everything was quiet especially the away matches those, these lads what was it Reds are in word their, their nicknames anyway. but they uh, be all quiet you know so they say Grushy and he take out fistful of truppences and twopences and pennies and, and throw them up in the air. 
and everybody would go in. And they'd be killing one another over truppings, you know. Just to get the thing livened up, you yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Good way of doing it. Get it going. You know, six year old fellow. And they done it down. We were playing there. Uh, so, no, the lads probably be too young. We were playing down in uh, Kilkenny. And it was 94, 93, right. whatever, but we were playing in the cup and they had a, this temporary stand up. And oh, Jack, Jack Wilson and all them were all up in the stand. We were, but the grocery started anyway, you know. <laughs> and the fucking scaffold poles were going like shit. Yeah, they were all up, they were roaring down or us to stop, you know what I mean? Now, I wasn't in the grocery, I was in hell, even in 94. You were in there, but the scaffold, do you remember it? Just well, man, stop that yeah. match. Swanny, yeah. Like the Swanny scored a goal with two minutes to go. Yeah, header, yeah. And a header. And the stand, they stopped the match. They did. Fucking stand. Jack nearly ended up in the penalty box. The stand up. Anyway, they were the days. Yeah, it's it's, it's a little bit days. more PC nowadays. I remember, Yeah, I think, I think my first derby, possibly one of the first derbies I went to was out with Eddie Mill and Jock Kelly was playing. Jocks is a corner around yeah, the corner, and Jocks used to get a lot of grief over all his fans because every so often they go quiz, people go, shh, we go, Jocks are, it's me, Jada. And then someone goes, like, oh, don't mind them, it's me, son, it's me, right, it's me, it's Papa. But then out of nowhere, he, he whip his flute out and he just started dangling in front of him. They're going, it's the right wing, and he has his flute out. So he'd be listening to the grief and he'd, he'd be waiting there for like a throw, and he just go like that. Yeah, you used to give it to the Robert. <laughs> you used to yeah. give a big time. Oh, I used to give it to You them. don't see that stuff anymore. Well, like. Another fella used to do that was uh, uh, Rocky O'Brien off Bowes. <laughs> yeah. He, he used to say, he pulled up his necks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go, lads. Yeah, and we all had this. We'd all do this. Right, so question for Padjo, Mick. Do you have one? Oh, Pat, jeez, you're getting bad press here tonight. Oh, Everyone has a good one. Yeah, <laughs> no, there was one instance that stood out in my mind. I only talked about when the lads were there. It was in, it was in Talla, and uh, you went in for a ball. It was right at the dugout, at the halfway line. I'd say there was about three or four minutes to go, and you went in for a ball, and a fella made a go at you. And I just seen you, and you just had one look around, that look he used to give, you know, yeah. the look. And I said to Mick Cairns, and Brandon Cairns, I said, he's gone, he won't see the last <laughs> And I think it could have been the instant somebody was talking about there, you just ran a beautiful man up the hole. Yeah. And you were gone, and Mick and Brandon Cairns were there, so I said, even whatever he said to him, yeah. I, I said, he's gone. There was about two minutes yeah. left. That was slow, yeah. Was it? Oh, well, on a sword, didn't you? Oh, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. yeah. and you weren't too long. You'd be yeah. sent off and then you were yeah. sent off. And you were coming on. And you, no, you, just, yeah. you just looked at him, and I said to Brandon Kerr and Mick Kerr, I said, he's gone, he's <laughs> definitely gone. Uh, and the ball well. broke right in front of him yeah. here, and you just hoofed him from behind. <laughs> and all you could hear. Uh, no, it was yeah. Davin. It was. Oh, yeah. You didn't, yeah. didn't mean it. Like what happened? You there? didn't mean it. Well. I never mean it. Yeah, yeah, your man yeah. was big. That was... happened right in front of the Sligo bench. What's yes, that? that's right. Yeah. 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 In the first half, I think Venture had done Turner in the same position, and Hancock. I'll never forget because yeah. Hancock refereed that night. It was livid leaving Tallaght that night, and he didn't even talk to Venture. Yeah, he sent you off because you, you had like so just. Right. But you get. Yeah. Yeah. So I got when you got the next day, Pat Sullivan, his 
he got sent off for kicking the ball. Yeah. So yeah. He, he obviously went down the tunnel. You went sharply after. The, the game was playing on, and fucking Jim Jilton comes up and he's fucking ticking off. He goes, "You've been fucking waiting ten weeks for this game." He goes, "Just relax, play the ball, be simple, everything simple." And he goes, "Just get to the end of the game." We said, "Perfect, Jim, no problem." Man <laughs> on the pitch. Two minutes later, I'm walking by him. Like, Sorry, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> so I walked in the dressing room, and uh, Pat Sullivan's there. He goes, "You don't need to come in to me." He goes, "You're all right." He goes, "Why aren't you on?" He says, "I was on." He goes. You're off already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was only when one of the lads said it there at Arava. And it was just the way you looked. Yeah. I said to Brendan, I mean, he's neck of the lad. Mm-hmm. He's gone. He's See, gone. Well, you, you and think you just ran at him. And you said you didn't mean it. Should Alan Bourne have to take the shoe leather out of his hole? Sure, yeah. <laughs> the best, honestly, the best left winger I've ever played against was him. Now he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got you found a place that day. Sorry, you had to be one of them. <laughs> Well, right. he was a legend. So, uh, so that's it for the senator, Nick McCarthy. Give him an hour. Take a quick break. Okay, so we're back. Another interval for uh, points of Piper this time. We're not on the puddle. You switched onto the puddle, didn't you? I did. I'm sticking with the Piper. So uh, we have our next guest, and it's the junior hoops uh, gaffer, you could say. Glenn oh. Dunn. The mind, the mind, Oh, my man, you're Another one. Glenn, Glenn informed us off air that uh, he wants him to retract Bill Gleason's apology. You know, is that right? Yeah. Is that how we're going to get on? Yeah. You're going to get hammered on this one, man. I'm going to hammer you. Well, so, Glenn, your first proper appearance on a podcast. Tell us how you got into following Rovers. You've been helping us out as regards to a few little bits and pieces under the radar, but tell us, how you got into following Rovers? Um, well, originally from Ring's End, so... It was either Rovers or Shells, and somehow we ended up at Rovers, even though my dad's a Shells fan. Um, Shells in the 80s hadn't got anywhere to play, so uh, Milltown was quite handy, so my dad used to bring us up there. Um, and Tell us a bit about your dad, actually. Who's your dad? There's a bit of a connection there. Um, your dad is Larry Dunn, and he's the Man United scout in Dublin and Ireland. So. He's pretty much found any Irish bug that has gone through the system at Man United, isn't he? Yeah, but there's Man United don't seem to be want to sign anyone at the moment, and they only want to sign big name players with yeah. big money. They don't want to nurture them anymore. Seemingly, he found the likes of McShane, didn't he? And he, yeah, he's still quite friendly with Paul McShane, and he got into to a through a friend of his, Joe Corcoran, who mm. passed away a couple of years ago. So. So tell us your favourite ever Roberts players, pre and post Halle. Um, well, I always liked Mark Kenny. When when you were a kid, like you, you didn't even notice the games going on. Uh, as I got older, Mark Kenny always loved the way he stro- stroked the ball, especially from dead balls. He used to love standing in the corner at UCD in the old. Uh, I tell you what, he can still do it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used tell to love standing you, there, trying the ground and crumbling. He's still taking corners and. When you when you're out playing football yourself, that's the way we used to try and strike it. He always fascinated me as a player because he was never the greatest trainer, never great fitness, but he always managed to do ninety minutes and always pulled something out of the bag, week in week out. Um, for t- in talent era, you're, you're gonna <coughs> say the same as everyone else, mm. the, the usual ones. Um, I was a full back when I played football, so you're gonna lean towards them. Unfortunately, it was a left wolf, so I'll go for a left wolf. <laughs> and <laughs> the Stevens, I thought, was probably one of the best players. But again, now that we have Sean Cavanagh, mm. just so cultured, 
don't think Trevor was ever a proper fullback. He didn't want to be playing there, and he was. Too I, I would have played him there though if I was the gaffer. I mean, I, I liked his, his explosive runs from deep. Yeah, but that's probably and, got got him in trouble as well. Yeah, because he, he was hell bent on going. Probably forward. the most fouled player in the league yeah. of Ireland, wasn't he? I just think uh, Sean Cavanagh is probably going to be one of the best players to play for Rovers in, in years. And um, so. Uh, yeah, we're going to finish our news with the underage results now. And we have the 19th were in action in Wexford today. So, has anyone got a result for that, Prof? You've got some scribbled notes there. What have you got for me? I actually don't. Has anybody got a result? Some Where's Dunster? Beat him one nil, right? We'll come back to it. And we have the 17th. They beat Wexford one nil at Tala on Saturday with a 74 minute from Conan Noonan. And the 15s were at home to Kerry. They won 5 0. Michael Letty hat trick. Michael Letty, he is banging in the goals for the 15s and somebody <laughs> to definitely look out for by all accounts from what we are being told. And we had the 13s away to Club Kildare, which is strange. Have you heard of these guys? Club Kildare, K L U B Kildare. It's like a new. Um, I know we have a link with the Kildare League, but this, this team seems to pop up now. Club Kildare with a K. So, uh, any results for that one, Prof? That was one all. That was one all. And uh, Glenn, you've plenty of the U teams in action this season. You've seen them. So who's standing out for you? Um, we had Cole Murray Holman. Murray Holman. Murray Holman. That was quite Irish. I was at the Cavan Teeley game, and the week before you had struggled with his name. So when he scored a hat trick, I text you to say you're going to be in trouble again. <laughs> but he actually got me to go on to the pitch yeah. after the game and get him to record his own name. Yeah. So you knew how to say Still it. Still struggling <laughs> as well, but he's uh, he's doing well apparently. So who's your tip? Let's say give us three players standing out between from 13th to 19th. Well, they probably all come from the 15s at the moment because I think with the 19s, if they haven't sort of pushed the first team at the moment, they're not going to break through. Yeah. They're probably going to go to a fourth division team. isn't it? Yeah. End up in the graveyard, Thomas, as they say. Thomas Alua, I think, is a, a real prospect. Mm. I think he's power and he's pace. If he, again, he's a bit like Greener, I think. He gets himself into the positions but yeah. doesn't convert enough of the chances. Right. But if he can nail that down, I think he's a, he's a prospect. And then you have, um, there's two brothers play for the 15s, Sam and Ben Cordes. Oh, yeah? And they're two excellent players. Really, yeah? Two excellent players. One plays centre-half, one plays centre-midfield. And then you have Michael Letty up front. <coughs> and then they, you, you, there's another fellow plays for the 15s, John Ryan. He's left-sided player. And he's excellent. As you say, and Letty, how, how good is Letty? How good can he be? Because that's something that we were speaking about recently. He's is very that much like Dean Williams. Yeah. I think he'll finish chances, but he might be a little bit slight. When have we ever produced a striker? Like I mean, from from within, I know the Rollstone is in his infancy, but when have we ever produced a striker and called them our homegrown own? I mean, Seablock is the great hope. Seablock is the great hope at the moment. He's scoring goals. I mean, Dean, uh, uh, Dean Dillon didn't work out. We, we don't have a, a striker that we have produced. But that isn't that most clubs could say that because it's true, they, they, yeah. they're the hardest uh, player to unearth. Yeah. I mean, again, Dean Williams was saying him when he was yeah. the seven days when he forced something for you was and like, he was unbelievable. He reminds me of Twiggy, like just how he plays, he's always really? on the shoulder. Yeah, he doesn't want yeah. doesn't want to really and get involved probably, in the game. He probably never score from outside the box. Yeah. But all the tap ins, he's just there. He's and there. It's yeah. kind of like Conan and Bourne or whatever. You think you've done a good job marking him, but after you realise he scored two or three, yeah, yeah. he's one of those just scores goals. It just 
Well, those guys are actually very hard to come across yeah. when you think about it. The, the I mean, only thing is with the physicality in this league, can Dane and the likes of Michael Leddy go on and deal with that's that's the thing I would mm, You about. could you could say he he stepped up to the plate this weekend, he scored against Pats in the cup, got the fourth goal, so uh, you could say he's he's stepping up. I mean, it's it's definitely. Yeah, well, I went to watch him there two weeks ago when he scored a hat trick for Bray, and he's he's like a child, really compared to the other players in that. Division. He is. He's like, very, he, he is quite very, slight. very slight. If he bulked himself up, another couple of kilos on, you could really see him taking yeah. off. Get Darren Dillon in there, Nick. Yeah. What do you think? Get Darren <laughs> Dillon in there. Just not on the sideline. Yeah, that's what that's, that's what we're saying. He knows it. He knows it. And and the thing is, from what I was told, he was he was he was given the crest, pointing at the crest of the Bray, the Bray crest. But he's a Pat's fan, he's a Pat's apparently. Fan, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's pointing at the crest. He's going, yeah, fuckies or whatever. He follows Pat's. So his father is a Pat's fan as well. And um, so we're uh, Glenn, big fan of Royser and uh, the way his teams are playing. The way he plays football is great, but what I love to is see he known, is... Is he as no-nonsense as he was no, on the pitch? No, no, he, he, he stands back an awful lot, I think, yeah. and he lets them play. Now, if they make a mistake, he'll let them, let them know about it, but he allows them to play. But what I love about going to watch his teams is the, the, variations, the, the variations in his corner kicks. Like Some of them are trick corner kicks, but just to have the... To, to think differently than yeah. just lob it into the box. Lob it in. Like There was one free kick that he did last year, and he had three players lined up on the dead ball line. Yeah. And he plays a little short one, and then they come out, and so something a little bit different. It's, 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 you don't yeah. know what he's going to, to to throw in there, and it's good to see that he's trying di- different things, getting mm-hmm. the players to think differently. Um, and um, Padre, you're you were on Rice's under seventeen staff yeah. a couple of years ago, and now you're back with his under nineteen. So you got the sack from yeah. Roy, from from Roy's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Got the sack, and then they were struggling, so he had to bring me back. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not there today again. It's no coincidence. But uh, how'd you be back? I love it. Like I, di- I didn't want to leave, but my own little boy started playing football, so it kind of clashed. Uh, I'm trying to keep my foot in the door, so I'm doing one day with them training, and then as many matches as I can get to. But uh, we've, ne- we've never seen anyone as obsessed with football as Roy is. Really? It's it's not it's not even to make him a better manager. I don't even know what he wants to do. Like whether it's go on and coaching the league or anything. he just wants to make kids better. Yeah. And whether it's better player or a better person. Like, a lot of the lads you have at the 19s two or three might go up to first team you see him with Sean Callan last year he was probably the one and he's not he's not playing much so that's kind of what the odds are so you're developing a lot of these lads we let James Clark go last year he's playing every week for Drotter now yeah so they need they need to go and play as well but like Royce he's, he's educating him he's nearly like a school teacher but Royce made that point to us when he was on the show he said that he, it's, it's more than football so progressing them as a person and as people as well which is which is something that you you necessarily wouldn't really get with coaches. I mean, sometimes they just want the glory and they they want to win cups and stuff like that. But he wants to make these guys get better as people and as 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 footballers. So it's 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 a little bit of a it's it's different. It's it's fantastic to see that Royce actually wants to do this and make people progress as people, not just as footballers as well. And um, so Glenn, you're you're amazingly involved with uh, the running of junior hoops, our arch nemesis. And any upcoming events people should know about? Um, well, we're gonna yeah, that's enough for that. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> 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 
Six four. Is it me and the prof weren't in the team that day? No, Pat Flynn was that. Blown out of his arse, let's be honest. I was director of football, so. Yeah, yeah. I was, I just wasn't there. I was floating out. So tell us, any events that people coming up? And give us give us the the genesis of the the Junior Hoops you could say. Well, the Junior Hoops, the first time started when we first moved into Tala and Mick O'Neill was a big backer of it and he allowed the, the squad to come up and the kids to, to meet them and whatever and it, it stopped then for a few years and about three years ago I think Bill had just arrived back from Scotland and he wanted to get it going mm. again so myself and Paul Weaver jumped in with him and uh, we just tried to get the kids involved give them something to look forward to we all know when you start going to football, the football is the last thing in your mind. It's the sweets and the bit of yeah. crack and whatever. And that's what we're trying to do. And after two or three months, then the kids start to recognise players and then to give them the opportunity to meet the players. And then last or year... Or up-end, eat and boil. Yeah, well, last year we started to train with the players. They, thank God, uh, Pathlane was finished then because... <laughs> <laughs> we would have had a few court cases. <laughs> But uh, that's basically it. it's just trying to get the kids involved and get them to, to, to know the players and the players to know the kids. And in fairness, uh, a couple of months ago we had the train with the players day and big plaudits to all the players, but especially Jack Bourne. Yeah. His boy head and shoulders above anyone else with the kids. He was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. They were all great, but he was he just, he was just head and shoulders. Uh, well, he wasn't head and shoulders because he's quite small. <laughs> <laughs> but he but was the, the, the one kids. thing I will say is that I think this is something that kids are going to look back on in a long time. Like, for instance, let's say like my, my young Jaden is, is a junior who, he, he could end up on the podcast in a couple of years' time and I could ask him the question, tell us about the genesis or your first ever Rovers uh, experience and he'd say oh, I was a junior hoop yeah. and that's how it got started junior hoops this and that like that's something that, that I think is going to happen and we'll be interviewing fans in well, a couple uh, of years time and they'll say oh, I was a junior hoop well a funny story I was also involved with the academy the junior academy and a couple came up with that young lad two, three years ago two years ago whatever it was and uh, they came in the young lad was looking to play proper football so he came into Rovers and I got talking to them and I said to them where he is from, they were living actually around here somewhere, and uh, they said where they were from, and I said, do you ever go up to the games? And they looked at me, what are you talking about? I said, do you ever go up and see the first team? Didn't even know. They didn't even know that Shamrock Rovers existed, because we're not out in the community enough. Right? No, we're not. So I said to them, That's a story for another day though. I said to them, why don't you come up on a Friday night? So now, the two parents, the young lad, and the daughter come up to every game. They don't miss a game, they're true, proper Rovers fans. Um, the young lad progressed through the junior academy and started playing his football last week for Rovers. So they're now ingrained in our club. So they are now the official product of yeah. the academy. Yeah. They're the products of the Rovers and what we are trying to produce now with plus, the money we invested. Plus the two kids are junior hoops. Yeah. And they love nothing better about coming up and having the bit of crack. That's brilliant, and it's, isn't it? It's great. So they are totally, yeah. totally yeah. ingrained yeah. in the Rovers way of life. Yeah. And that is what we're trying to do. But like you said, we are not doing enough as no. regards to the community. And we do have a potential community officer right here Right in front of us, it could be Pajo, the man who has played for Rovers <laughs> and who has <coughs> officially been, he's like season ticket holder and now he, and he's played for Rovers. Like that, that's something that we need to look into and we need to go to the schools, we need to go to all of these places that are in and around Tala and have more initiatives and it's something that we are looking into and are actively working on. But it's, uh, it's something for the future and personally I think we should be doing it 
like yeah yeah at least once a month at least once a week even so um prof by the way that was glenn's daughter hannah in the rise and fall of tales from the east and documentary so definitely a future in hollywood for that one <laughs> she's been the podcast as well yeah she calls the podcast with pat Camaran's kids and your kid Jaden. so yeah big future and even she knows straight away that the word condemned was spelled wrong <laughs> <laughs> on the plank yes well that, that, yeah. that added to the, the authenticity to the charm you would say <laughs> yes, yes. Johnny Blue. <laughs> so Again, Johnny Blue. Are you looking forward to our segment next year uh, with the players, our quiz segment? Are you smarter than the junior hoop? Well, I think the junior hoops will win that hands down because the junior hoops are very, very clever. I know the players are clever, but I think the junior hoops are clever. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, do you know what? That's not a bad show. Why don't we quit? Tell what we could do, right? Yeah. For every quiz that we do next year, we'll quiz a junior hoop. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. Because I guarantee you, nine times out of ten, junior hoops will probably not be Personally, the I thought Trevor is gone there. <laughs> <laughs> Ferruja. Seriously. Ferruja might be popping That would be fantastic, actually. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll have the, the players do the quiz, and then we'll air the junior hoops in the quiz. I can't see there won't be much of a difference. Same yeah. Yeah. I think Hannah versus Dylan Moss would be, would be a mismatch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, uh, so uh, we've our favourite ever over story, uh, Glenn, and, and then we're going to get you a question for Pajo, So, Well, this is a bit long-winded, and it's, it's, it basically toys in with why I got involved with the junior hoops. As a kid, my father brought me and my brother up to Milltown. We had no interest in football. We were probably eight or nine. And we used to go down and stand looking into the pigs over the back of the wall. But one day we decided we'd stand down near the pitch for some reason. We had no interest in football, but we were standing there, and my brother says, I know your man there. And it was Jodie Bourne. Now, Jodie Bourne was best mates with my uncle, and he ended up in our house one uh, New Year's Eve at a party. So we thought Jodie Bourne was a superstar, right? And Jodie Bourne turned around, he was playing the match, and there was a corner against Rovers, and Jodie turned around and said, Ah, how he is Dunners? <laughs> so we thought we were famous. So you thought, we were, oh, this is the best thing ever. Someone, you know what I mean? This is brilliant. So me and my brother fell in love with Rovers from that then on. And I thought, well, when I have kids, I'm going to pass it on to them. Mm. And I've passed it on. My two kids are with me all the time, especially Hannah. She's football mad. Mm. She comes all the time. Got involved at the junior hoops. Got that young lad and his parents and his sister. They're involved now. And all I can say is it's the best thing, and I've said it before to other people that don't that aren't involved with Rovers or League of Ireland, and they watch English football. You're handing nothing on to your kids mm. other than a remote control. Yeah. My kids understand. My little one is 12 years of, of age, and she'll sit in a stand and she can explain tactics of football to me. Mm. That's brilliant. I can sit and have a conversation with her. We've gone over to Barcelona a number of times to watch matches. She loves football, and that's great for me. And that all started from my dad bringing me to Rovers. Yeah. Another story, again, a bit long-winded. My brother lives in Australia. I haven't seen him in five years. But just before he went, we went uh, to the sports game over in England. My brother had never been to a European game before. And it was probably the funniest, most relaxed I've ever seen him. Just that night was bedlam. When the goal went in... We took over London, we? There was bodies everywhere. There was one fella lying beside me, and I said to him, he was he was facing upwards on his back with his head down towards Reminds me of certain feet. somebody who just walked in the door there, Ozzy Nate is in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and I says to this fella, Where 
where did you come from? And he said, about 10 rows back there. <laughs> but it was great to, to be able to have that with my brother. Now I have it with my kids. All she wants to do now is she wants to go to a European tour. Now that's a little bit different for a 12-year-old. Well, we might, we might <laughs> maybe maybe yeah. if, they, if we go to Wales. Well, it, all it takes is that little bit of enthusiasm yeah. because that's what happened with me as regards to, like I think I was 17, 16, 17 when I got four star following Rovers. And it was somebody else's enthusiasm. I'm talking crazy enthusiasm for Rovers. And it just grabbed, it just it just took a hold of me. Yeah. And like for instance, like I always tell this story, there's a quick one about uh, Kenny B., uh, I think we're all familiar with him. I've never um, heard this story before. Ken, Ken, Kenny B. <laughs> he, I, he, he used to skive off work constantly to go to the Rovers. And I used to think, like, I was a young guy, I was thinking, this guy is fucking, he's, he's crazy. And then what happened? And then he was. Um, was he on the telly? He was. So, <laughs> or he was. You know, you don't know who doesn't know it. So he's ringing me and he's saying, Gary, listen, do not let the gaffer know I'm not coming in. Tell him all the way along, I'm coming in, I'm coming in. So no problem. And the RT News, Ken just happened to turn up on it so the gaffer saw the RT news and came with the scarf on going to like Athlone away in the cup and I'm constantly saying to the gaffer yeah he's coming in don't worry he's on his way in and he says so is Ken on his way in so I said yeah are you sure about that and he got like the RTE player out and he was like look at this fucker here he is now he's got a scarf on he's, he's milling the can on the way I think it was near Tar Street Garth, or Dart Station but it's that type of enthusiasm that, that, that got me hooked in the first place and it's you're passing it on to your kids Everybody here is, is, is trying to do that, and like that family in particular, yeah. that are going to every game now. Like You have passed on that enthusiasm, and that probably won't die, but that's what we need more of, and it's something that we, we are lacking well, at the that's moment. A, it, that's what the, the junior hoops is basically set up to do, is the kids want to go, the parents have to go. Oh. You know what I mean? And I've, I've said to you, Gary, numerous times where we've been walking nights together, who rules the roost in most houses? It's the... The ladies, it's the ladies and the kids. Yeah. So if the fella wants to go to the match, he has to run past the missus and the missus says, yeah, you can go if you bring them too with you. <laughs> so that's what it is. And that's what the, the market that we should be aiming for is yeah. the kids and the ladies. And that they'll bring everyone else with Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about having Prosecco nights yeah. for the ladies. So look, look. <laughs> Emma Wheaties, they're <laughs> flying up out of yeah. chair <laughs> there. <laughs> we had the green ribbons on Friday night and we had the green and white nail varnish and all. So I'm telling you, if we, get, if we have a mother's Prosecco, I reckon we'd forget 8,000. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we have, as usual, a question for Pajo. Well, Pajo, uh, I know that you Straight are. off the bat, oh, no yeah, thinking yeah, here. Thinking this one, right? No kissing. Right. <laughs> I know you were good mates with Sully, right? Yeah. And you were delighted for him to score that goal in Belgrade. Yeah. What would you really think of me saying, I'm never getting into this blade team again? <laughs> when that goal went there, were you thinking, I'm fucked? Oh, it actually, it actually was. The first we celebrated, you just get caught up in it. And I say, oh, actually, give give us your thoughts. Uh, answer Glenn's question afterwards, but give us your thoughts when that goal went in. You were sitting there because you told me about the grabari, yeah. and you told me about the, the thoughts of looking at the fans. You it was one of the best atmospheres at the start, like, because they had that south stand, whatever, and there's like the two or three sets of fans you had that fucking hated each other. Yeah, they're giving Ryan Thompson racist abuse, and by the end of it, they clapped him off. It was, it was like Rocky nearly. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Me and Paddy Cavanagh again, we were in a room together, the good looking room. <laughs> Paddy, Paddy wasn't the room was good looking, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> the minibar yeah. looked great. Yeah. 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 I was on the bench that day, obviously, and Paddy was in the stand, but because it's mad over there, they just oh, put yeah. a bench beside it. So Paddy was fucking drinking before the match, like, and he says, What if someone gets injured? You'd be called in to be on the subs bench. Well, Paddy was locked in, and he was there. That's a force. 
was there like fucking love one, do you know that Paddy? I was, yeah. I was thinking about it and I said, like, oh, never getting on it anyway. And uh, Sully scored that goal and I jumped up and celebrated and turned and said, I should have fucking had it. <laughs> <laughs> I never on the play. Remember he's shaking Sully's hand out so I gave him a high five. And then my family, they're fucking, they're mad. They are like, I, I left Rovers then and they rang him and all and says, come on, come on up to the pub, the local pub, like about two months later. Do you go? They lock in. Okay. So they're having a, a party for me, like, and Merle, it's not as fucking torty, it's not as. Atten. What do you. He's, a, he's totally doubting the party. He's like, where are you having a party from? Getting fucked out of Rover's party, basically. So all my family's there, congratulate me. There's all my family's there, congratulate me for getting fucked out of Rover's, basically. And the one person on the team who's there is Pat Sullivan, who's there, fucking the one that takes me place. Is at the party. But I get, I get on with Sully really well, but as delighted from because he's a only cunt he needs something <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah he is he is quite miserable isn't he oh, he's a great lad right so that is uh, I think that's it oh we have more we have more if it's another t-shirt if it's another t-shirt you can fuck off as a peace offering from the junior hoops right a pair of thunder sticks for you <laughs> <laughs> a pair of thunder sticks for you now hold on where's my sticker book is there one for everybody uh, jumping yeah, yeah. the fucking <laughs> gun now you're jumping the gun ah he has these these are class. I actually have. Here, hold on. Look at them. I'm looking for swaps. I actually have all of these. Each have one of them. Each one of them in a little Rover's treasure box that I have. I have a copy of every one of them. Well, there's still a few to be given out, so you haven't got a full lot yet. So you'll have to come down and join us. We're gonna get. Gonna get obsessive over this. Little mini props. Mini. Here's a funny mini prop. Probably probably all over Dublin. Yeah, dog. Yeah. Right. So so that is it for Glenn and give a round of applause so next up we have the who bets we have a duo we have Emma Wheatley the ever elusive Emma Wheatley and we have Alan Cairns so step up and grab yeah so uh, Emma you uh, very very hard to come across not bad everyone else get your handshake why not we uh we've been dumped a couple of times by you haven't we have you? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After a great start, anyway. Hey, fellas. It's like, oh yeah, yeah I just, I just can't yeah, make yeah, it. Yeah, I can't yeah, make yeah, it this yeah. Sunday. Is that right? Yeah, we're yeah. just constantly hearts broken by Mrs. Weedley. Well, this is the third and the fourth who pets to be on a live podcast. So Pat Tohey, are you watching? Exactly. <laughs> Hashtag not sexist. And by the Hashtag way, diversity. The yes. original who pets are actually in the room. We have Karen <laughs> and. We have Risky Rebecca. <laughs> totally debunking his theory. Yeah. But uh, Emma, you're familiar with the four provinces. Uh, the Black Horse used to be your granddad's local. I surely am. My dad's from around the corner, number one, Cashel Avenue. No so way. Just to lay anything to rest, it's definitely Kimmage. Yeah, it's absolutely Kimmage. Oh, I tell you what, not a there's a tin border there, I tell you that. Crumbling until we die. <laughs> You didn't, it's Beaumont. You didn't, you, didn't even pro, you didn't even pronounce it right, yeah. it was come on. Come on. Yeah, so uh, Emma, we'll start with you. Tell us how you're going to follow Rovers. Steeped in Rovers history, I do believe. Indeed. Um, my dad started bringing myself and my brother in 93 
in the RDS. Actually, he brought my brother from about 91. He didn't think girls needed to go to football. Um, and then I think I must have given out so much that my mom just said, listen, will you just take her? Get her out of my Give side. me a Sunday afternoon <laughs> off. Um, so my dad is Rovers. I think my dad started following Rovers. I think, I want to say about 1957, 58. Because wow. my granddad used to ring. My granddad is from Golden Lake. So we're talking, what generation? Four? Three. Three? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Third generation. So third generation Rovers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Mick, Mick, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to make a joke, <laughs> just leave it. Grant <laughs> Joseph's made a joke about that. <laughs> 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 and tell us some of your earliest memories of Fulham Rovers, like let's say, uh, like for instance, my, my, my young lad, I bring him to the, pretty much every game I can, so some of his first memories would be on the bus to like Derry and Dundalk and things like that in Lifford, when uh, Derry had a temporary home, so tell us about your first memories um, the very first memories I think are because I started following Rovers in 93, 94 and we won the league with Ray Tracy I thought this was just every season yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just celebration yeah so uh, one of my first memories is going around the upstairs of the horse show house getting autographs with my little autograph book and turning around to Stephen Gagan and saying you're my favourite player I, I love you I know there's loads rumours going around that you're going to sign for someone else no I definitely won't love he's, he actually he got me to hold his bottle of Budweiser um, I definitely won't I'm with Rovers for the next day. literally the yeah. next day yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, when I first started going to away games without my dad my dad doesn't really Outside the pale, he gets a bit shaky. <laughs> so anything beyond Drada or kind of Longford, he just doesn't really look at. So I used to go on the Cronin Hoose bus to games. I think it was myself and the Sabrina. Wack, or and Wacker and uh, O'Reilly. Yeah, and Sabrina. Was they're, the due a, they're due a special they on their own. absolutely are. Definitely. <laughs> um, so yeah, going up to games with, uh, with Crumlin Hoops. Um, Mr. Kenny B, the Barretts. Yeah, uh, who yeah, else would yeah, have yeah. been involved there? What are Crumlin Hoops? Paulie uh, O'Brien. Yeah, Andal, Little Wacker. Yeah, Alan Honeyman. Yeah. <laughs> little yeah. Wacker. Uh, that's what I yeah, always do. Alan Honeyman, the porn king, as, as yeah, he was labelled. Yeah, yeah. Little Wacker stands beside me in yeah. Tala now. Yeah, he's up behind me with his daughter. So they're still going, they're still there. So steeped in, in Rovers history. And get, tell us your favourite ever Rovers players. We'll go pre and post Tala, will we? Um, so pre talent it probably is going to be 93, 94 because yeah. they were the first ones and I kind of struggled I'm like Glenn I played left full when I was younger not that oh, much yeah. younger just so anyone along the back four so Gino Brazil Willie Burke Peter Eccles so I can't I can't really pick one Alan Byrne did stand out though when I was yeah. younger yeah yeah so the long yeah. hair the long hair yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. looks a bit dangerous if you know your type now so give us your Tala favourite again interested in this other, other than the other than other than the main man himself here yeah um, it probably would be again anyone across the back four yeah Sully Ken O'Man Dan Murray I was a big fan of Dan I just yeah. loved Craig Sivez do you remember when him and Ryan had a, a massive argument in Daily Mail do you remember that and I was just like oh, yeah. oh this is like a coming together of they went head to head yeah massive 
huge heroes. Like, what's going to happen? They were going head to head. Brilliant. So, what about uh, you, Adam? Uh, how you got into Rovers and your favourite players? Uh, well, I never got into Rovers because there was no option. <laughs> <laughs> you are uh, Rovers. Yeah. So I would say Conception was... Could we probably trace it back to one of the <laughs> nights when Rovers won the league? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But like, uh, I know one day, I, I, I was... <laughs> <laughs> You know all about that, don't you? Send her there. <laughs> I used to get a bit of a slagging because uh, I was born and we lost Milltown. <laughs> and uh, oh, well, then I was 18 well. and we got relegated. <laughs> and my dad wrote my card one year and was like, you could stop following Rome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We're not the course. But, um, no, no, no choice. I, I don't remember life away at Rome. So I've no... No man, like there's it's no time. It's just there. Yeah, so from one round. Big went into the husband and dad, I said, "You're over." But my mom and dad are rovers through and through, and uh, I suppose my earliest, earliest proper memory, apart from just one round, your yes, in general, in the playground and all the rest, was when I was mascot because I was mascot against Bowes in '93, '94. Oh yes. Uh, season, and it was really special day for me. Can you reasons. still remember that? I like can it was remember yesterday, yeah? every single moment of that day because it was a really unusual day because my mum was actually in the coom, uh, heavily pregnant with my sister. So my dad was tasked with getting me ready for <laughs> this big day in my so life. So your dad's, <laughs> your, your dad's so tasked that day was to get you get ready. Get me ready for the you know, He's like, ah, she'll, she'll give birth. She's all right. Well, no, she wasn't in labour, but she was, she was in hospital and... Uh, he had to get the kit on, do the hair, and this was, and we were just singing, you know, always look on the bright side of life. <laughs> the hoops, the hoops, the hoops the whole morning, and then we got to the, got to RDS, and they actually let my mum out of hospital for two hours to watch the match. So I was so excited because she came down to see it, and then I was in the changing room with Eccles and Swanee and all the photos. But it was also the first day I ever remember actually feeling embarrassed, which is unusual at five and a half. But yeah. <laughs> um, they used to bring you out and they used to let you take a penalty. So that was part of the, the you game. So you came out and obviously the keeper <laughs> always like pretends to try it. The keeper pretends to try and save and yeah. you feel great. I didn't even get that far. I ran up and tripped straight over the ball. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when we knew I would only ever be on the sidelines. <laughs> and that was, yeah. That's... <laughs> so that's my standout, like earliest, earliest memory of Rovers. So favourite Rovers players, can you think of anybody? Uh, it's been said already, but Terry Palmer was Terry. always a big, big favourite. Lothario, this fellow, wasn't he? It wasn't, that yeah. no, it, <laughs> it was, for that mo moment for me, it sounds like it was that header in Tolka Park uh, when we beat Bowes in the, the oh, semi-final. Yeah. Don't know why, yeah. I was there, Super green hard. and white stripes painted across my yeah, face and I just always yeah. remember that moment. It's just one of those things that's been yeah, in your memory. Stuck, stuck in my head, so love Terry Palmer. Uh, also love Noel Hunt because the backflips and all the rest oh, of that was yeah. all real like, exciting. Um, the cheeky fella. Yeah, um, post... Talent. It's hard. I, I love Reister. I love someone who, someone who loves Rovers is always a... They're few and far between as well though, aren't they? You can though? feel that work every single time where they leave everything on the pitch. That's, yeah. that's my kind of player. I think that's where maybe the Dan Carr divide comes. I don't know if we're all sure which way. Oh, so which way would you put Dan Carr? Would you put in? I've changed all the time. I, I'm not. I, I wouldn't lie. I'm not as big as fan. No, I'm yeah. not as big as fan. But I then, wouldn't put. I certainly wouldn't put him in the bracket with, with, with no, Reister. No, so I think that's why you're always kind of players like that it could take easy, a, a yeah. season or two extra to add on to that and a different men mentality for him to get into that mold yeah. wouldn't it yeah. it would take like, like longevity yeah. wouldn't it yeah um, right so the draw for the second round of the cup is uh, tomorrow ladies who do you want 
Well, given we're in Kimmich, let's go with Crumlin. We're not in fucking Kimmich. We're in Crumlin. <laughs> <laughs> we're in Crumlin. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Anyone at home? Like, it was Emma who said it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all him. <laughs> Anyone at home? Angry at me. Anyone at home? Anyone at home. But hey, what about Dundalk at home? I mean, I one in fifteen, one, turn... one win in fifteen games. Yeah, probably, why not? Probably more nearly yeah, at this yeah. stage. I turned around last Haunting night and stuff. I said, "I bet you'll get Dundalk at home." That was. Oh, man. I, I reckon we're I reckon we're gonna get. A couple of good draws at home, but uh, I, I'm looking at the lights. Like, give me anybody at home. Give me Crumlin. Give me just just let us get through to a certain certain stage where we can we can progress. Yeah. But Dundalk, I reckon, I just want to avoid them. Like the plague. That's being honest. We have no. be worse though. Yeah. I, I, I reckon the next time we play balls we're going to spank them I'm really nervous I'd say it every time now now I feel a little bit more confident why don't you just nothing else but spanking today you're loving it yeah Mick your point isn't sitting on the table it's sitting on something else Emma on Twitter you put up a photo a few weeks ago you said it's the anniversary of the most annoyed photo ever taken of you oh both. Yeah. You and Ellen in Lithuania <laughs> in 2010. White shorts, was it? Oh. Uh, no, like black shorts on that table. <laughs> I have show, Gary, show Gary here, if looks could kill, you yeah. are furious. Oh, I'm fuming. Oh, wow. Yeah, we fuming. We don't know no if it's because we ran I've never seen that before. It's because we ran outside. I'm going to look, uh, you know, look and see who's around you, actually. See if anybody around. We've Steve Barrett there. We've Chef. We've Carl Seal in the top and left. You denied so, being in the photo for yeah. a while. <laughs> so we arrived in Panavaeus at about four in the morning and jumped into Karen Connolly's room. Oh no, we that arrived in Riga, Riga. Yeah. at about four in the morning. Karen Connolly is always at the, the root of all the madness. Yeah. Have you noticed that? <laughs> because we said we'd go and get a little bit of a sleep <laughs> yeah, go before <laughs> travelling to Panavaeus. So we sat and we laughed for about four hours. I've never laughed so much. And then got on the bus. And got into Panavaeus, all was good. We discovered flagons of Kiss Cider. Busting oh, yeah. it, was it, <laughs> well, it was it was horseback and you know, <laughs> it, was fine. it was fine. Jason Maloney's there telling stories, it was fine. Um discovered this these flagons of Kiss Cider. So we'd bought two or three of them each, I think. And I was wearing the short shorts. <laughs> and Ellen was also wearing short shorts. So as we approached the, I wouldn't even call them turnstiles because it was no, a man at a table yeah. with cash. Yes, yes. And they had, we had plastic glasses with the cider and we had the other flag and the full flag and under our arm. And he was like, no, no girls, no, oh. no. The beer. And we were like, oh yeah, yeah, cider. But yeah, so finish the cider there. And I'm, can we go in now? Not still with the cider. No, no not allowed drink in the stadium so we looked at each other and went okay we'll come back so we turned around shoved the flag at flagons down the short shorts down the short shorts <laughs> and strolled back up to him hiya and he just looked and went go on go on get in there so that photo although we look really really scorpy I actually didn't have any idea that we'd scored in that game <laughs> three or four days after I come home I was everyone else was angry so we thought we should be too yeah. <laughs> is, is the photo just as you realise that you've lost track of this kiss cider yeah. flag <laughs> that's in your shorts I realised there's no kiss cider in Dublin when I get home yeah. so yeah no we were um, was that so um the hangover. We were much happier in Greece. Yeah. <laughs> was the hangover even worse though? Yeah. The hangover was way worse. The hangover was a, a 
Appalling. That was a horrible night. That was a. Yeah, so I was on the club. They joined us. Their team joined us, didn't they, later on? In Panabas or in in Tesla? Yeah, which one was it then? We might edit this It was. It was one of the. It, it was one of the most disappointing results, wasn't it? it probably mm. you. You really, really hate this result in Europe, don't you? I think Kenny should have gone after that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He looked a broken man. That yeah, he, he did. I mean, the team got. I have never seen a team get. Was We given. I remember in the fourth division where. The team got dogs abused coming out oh, the pitching big there. But that night it's a wine so many people. Oh, it was field, just a total a total and I it think was, was it McCabe got late a late yeah. Yeah. It was a really like spineless display. Only for Oscar Yance, they won five or six nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's how bad we were at can I just add a little bit to that cider story? <laughs> oh, hey, come on, come on over. We have Dangerous Dave, and Dangerous Dave has just piped up and he wants to add to the cider story. <laughs> it concerns Jason Long. Come on, get in here now. Uh, I'm hoping somebody's embarrassed we, we, by this. Come over here, Dave, so we can Dave, sit better. here right beside us. We, and get we, your cider. We, we were explaining this uh, kip of a hotel yeah. <laughs> in Panavesh, and across the road was this oh. bar. And I say the inside of a fucking greyhound truck was probably cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> never, never been. And it was filthy. So we, we went in and we got pints of the most beautiful lager for 30 cents each. So we yeah. were inclined to ignore the, yeah, yeah. the surroundings. And the glass are clean. But Jason Maloney came in and uh, he went up to the bar and he says, Oh, pint of cider, pint of cider. Pinty shiders. The barman hasn't a clue what he's saying, right? Hasn't a clue. And Jay's just going, cider, apples, 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 apples. And he's going like this. Apples. Just for the record, Dave is imitating somebody eating an apple. He goes, ah, yes, yes, yes. One minute, she goes out to the back, he comes in, and he places four cooking apples on the fucking <laughs> <laughs> There you go, Jay. I had a similar experience when I was away, actually. I, 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 when, when we were on our cider buzz, I was, I was doing something similar in Germany, and your man cans me a pint of um, cider-looking liquid, and I said, sorry, so I took a massive, massive gulp, and it was so it was uh, apple wine, and oh, there was projectile. Uh, it was Carol Cairns esque. There, there was projectile left, left, right, and center. With so a warning, Carol yeah, Cairns. with a warning. So um, we have obviously had uh, better results in Europe. So uh, give us your highlights, Emma. We'll start with you. Give us your highlights in Europe. Um, it can be off or on the pitch. It can be anything. <laughs> We've had the crack. We've had the crack all over Europe. In fairness, we have, and uh, Ellen and I have a, an agreement. What happens on tour stays on tour. Yes, yes let's let's so, chink to that. Um, let's get yes, to that one, prop. Yes. Yeah. What so, happens on tour uh, stays on tour. I have to maintain the, the lady. Yeah. Following Rovers. So, but if Rovers was, didn't do well, we always the do. trip was eventful. <laughs> let's say. Um, favorite trips. Thessaloniki was a great trip. Great was a brilliant. Trip. Yeah, great. Yeah. How about the fans? Unbelievable. The, the one thing that I'll, I'll never forget about Talit, not even, I wasn't even in Greece, was the fans in Talit from Pauk. They, they they didn't even watch the game. They It was yeah. mesmerizing watching them. Do you remember, remember the conductor? They had the conductor, the conductor had the megaphone, and they. Yeah. 
they just had this uh, awe about yeah. them, didn't they? Yeah, and the only time I ever, because I went to South America and I went to a River Plate and Boca Juniors game. You went to that game? Yeah, uh, and they won the... Where, in the Bombonera? Yeah, but Fuck that off. was... The chocolate like, box, you were in the chocolate like, box? Yeah, that was like Poke well, just times, <laughs> times 100, so that's the only time I've ever been anywhere close to what that was. But they were all, they were, they were... Similar, totally similar, impressed similar, by the way. Mental, similar mental Oh my god, Gareth Smitten. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one derby I want to go to. Absolutely amazing. Not, uh, not the safest thing to do. No, I can imagine. <laughs> so I've heard. Um, yeah, so the highlights, that was the highlights of Europe and not much said by the the, the dynamic well, the, duo, the who pets duo. Riceless goal in White yeah, Hart Lane. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember anything after that moment. I yeah. can't tell you what happened the rest of the game. We may as well have won the whole thing. Best, I think we that, did. That, 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 was, that was close to yeah. ultimate euphoria, I think. <laughs> Wasn't that game 1-0? Like, that, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was really, for me, one of the most standout moments of all the Alright, so now Pajo is on the spot again. Pajo, you're, you're getting hammered today. We have questions for Pajo, and it can be anything. It can be, well, it can we be had a trade. We had a question, but James took it, so... Um... <laughs> what size is that? Help yourself. I was going to ask, because we've mentioned the infamous, famous uh, McLean uh, story, I was going to ask what your favourite other red card was. But actually, I think I want to know who your favourite referee is. Ooh, oh, um, good one. Ooh. Does it do them actually? Oh, they're they're actually really nice to me. Before he sent Yeah, them. yeah. Uh, Tomas Conley, I think it was False retired. sense security. Come in, Pajo, come on. <laughs> Tomas Conley was always really nice to me. Um, He's one of my most hated referees, I have to say. Is he? Yeah, Tomas Conley, 100%. Uh, with me now. Chew? I know he's from around, but he's... Really nice to you, but always book your send you off. Time, yeah, right? Jackie, he loves the old yeah. beds, doesn't he? Yeah, Butterman was always alright. Well, he's not believed. Ah, is an absolute yeah, headbanger. He doesn't miss half the fucking game. Chewy's probably getting like that. He wasn't great the other night. No, he wasn't. No. He was terrible. Seen him at the telly yesterday, the dubs. So you're going for Butterman as, as your favourite referee? Like, you know, like, He'd warn you when he's going. He goes, I'll give you 10 minutes before I send you off. Know that way? And did you have any referees that would uh, would actively commentate throughout the game? As in, like, um, like uh, I know a referee and he was telling me that he he would actively commentate. Like, he'd be like, come on, go on, go on, go on, go on. put it left, put it left. I think he's from Waterford just when we started, when I came back to the league and I was playing for Waterford. And again, I was a hothead and I said, you're fucking shit ref, whatever. And he goes, I'm shit, you're fucking shit. <laughs> you don't know what to do with like, fucking hell. I wasn't expecting that. So I did to Michelle then. But uh, we used to, when we trained the Pats and the Alsa, all the refs are there and we say, you must be taking bets and sending me off. So we used to get showered with them after and send Oh, madam. So again, like, fucking, uh, I said, Tomas Conley was the biggest as well. <laughs> <laughs> I can't not look. <laughs> so that, that is it for the for the, the hoopets and the ladies and we give a big round of applause for them. We're gonna have a five minute break and uh, we'll we'll conclude after that. Okay, so we're back again from another interval. From uh points of piper this time, Prof. We've been cheating on the on the puddle. You're on the puddle again, I'm on the piper. The piper is actually delicious. No, I'm back on the piper. You're back on the piper. <laughs> 
You'll be on the pod tomorrow. He'll be on the pod tomorrow. He's out of mouth. We all know every bloke here tomorrow is going to be doing it. They're going to go. They're going to just go. Now, Gary, I think I just have should say something nice about Cap. Not a chance. I told him. If Merrow can't do it, it's not going to happen at all. Right, so our next and final guest of our, our set audience of 10. After this, it's open to you guys. People have just joined us, you can join in. It's a bit of a coup, isn't it, Yeah. So our next guest is a very controversial figure. His appearance at the Leinster House in April was well publicised. But he's never been on this show before, so maybe we can finally get him to answer some questions. So, ladies and gentlemen, John Delaney. Deputies, Professor, uh, Senator Mick McCarthy, um, I would like to address you on the issue of the €100,000 loan. On legal advice, I am precluded from making any further comments in the hearing in relation to the, the finances of the association or my former role as Supreme Leader, VIP, VP, CEO of the FAI. Uh, in the interest of fair procedures and natural justice, while I have made this statement to the Four Provinces Committee, I have attended this meeting voluntarily. Uh, I am not in a position to answer any questions here at this time. I would like that the Four Provinces Committee uh, respect this position. I am, as you know, passionate about football and, and always have been. Uh, I am currently working on a bid to get Gary Twigg and Cristiano Ronaldo uh, into Johnny Blues Bar, which I think would provide thousands of euros in revenue from autograph signings. I have my legal advisor here, Pajo, um, who will handle any questions that may arise about my former position However, I am more than happy to answer any questions in relation to my current role as a freelance football association advisor, a job which began about an hour ago. <laughs> so, thank you. Uh, so, John, you're very welcome. You're very, very, very welcome to uh, the Four Provinces. And normally it would be Johnny Blues, but tell us, uh, have you heard much about the Tifty's podcast? <laughs> He's consulting with his advisor. <laughs> Uh, I refer to my earlier statement. I can't <laughs> okay, I mean, Mr. Lane, you've obviously made your statement there, but there's so many things we need to ask you. There was a series of revelations made about your finances. So, what's the real story behind the 100,000 euro loan? Is it true that has something to do with your divorce? <laughs> it is all mouth. <laughs> I refer to my earlier statement. I can't answer any questions here. Okay. What about the story that came out recently that the FBI funds were used to fund your extravagant 50th birthday bash? <laughs> For the record, uh, he is referring to his financial advisor, Padjo Flynn. Legal. Legal. Legal and financial. As I said before, I refer to my earlier statement. I can't answer anything uh, at, at this time. So, where do we go? nice weather we've been having the last few weeks, eh? <laughs> Once again, I refer to my earlier statement. I can't answer any questions at this time. 
Well, what can we talk about then? Uh, well, we, uh, I have a great interest in Love Island, uh, Marla, uh, the politi political ramblings of, of Noel Chomsky, um, Instant Whip. Mrs. Laney, I mean, why can't you just be truthful for once? Like, you've been under intense spotlight for the last few months, and you've arrived here today looking rather weary. You're, you're a bit dishevelled, if you don't mind me were you, saying. Were you on the sesh last night? I mean, it seems... <laughs> you see, uh, I, I, just, 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 just to... Uh, Nobody's seen you for months. <laughs> just to, uh, <laughs> just, just seen you for months. Where have you been the last few months? You see, this is the problem, especially with the media. Uh, people, people like yourself. They, they vilify... The, 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 but there's a person behind those stories. There's a person that, that, that has feelings, and, and th those feelings get hurt. I, I've personally I've been in a, a very dark place, um, a, almost a, a vacuum, a black hole, that the, where, where the colour has been drained out, 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 out of the, my life completely. And, and, and that has an awful lot of psychological torture on, on, on a person, a very, very dark place indeed. Jeez, that sounds awful. Where were you? Uh, I had an apartment in the dock. <laughs> sounds like everybody. Pay for myself, by the way. <laughs> sounds like everybody has abandoned you, even Heavy Ray. Well, um, there he is outside there. <laughs> he Helium Ray, as I like to call him, because he, he he's full of hot air. Okay, that, that, uh, he, a typ typical Kerry man, no backbone, no hair, curly teeth, uh, no time for him. But but uh, I, I I would like to say that I, that I, I've got many many irons uh, uh, fire irons in the fire, that's the word, um, especially out in the Middle East, uh, a great footballing uh, market emerging there. Um, they're 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 not so caught up in the red tape or human rights and stuff. But so it's pretty much like the FAI. Um, I went out to uh, Kabul and talked to the Afghanistanis uh, about setting up a, a that fell through. But um, believe it or not, I'm, I'm presently uh, in talks, well, well, I was until the media stuck their, their roar in, with, uh, with ISIS. They, uh, they'd seen, they'd seen how, how, how popular the uh, Poland-Ukraine joint bid, uh, Japan, Korea. They had the same idea. There was three lovely fellas, three, three brothers. Uh, um, what was their names? The names was uh, Hubin Fartin. You've been farting, and then the other one was a sheep with drawers. Nobody, nobody uh, unfortunately, Abu Balgadi, uh, the supreme leader of, of ISIS, he, uh, he got wind of, of how things were running, uh, how, how, how we did things in the FAI, and apparently, as bad as they are, they're not as bad as, as, as the FAI. So, 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 so that fell through. But, but, but uh, if I may, I, I want to go on the record and say there's one person that stood, stood by me. Uh, through all of the of the, uh, the golden handcuffs, uh, uh, handshakes, uh, in innuendo, in your endo, all that, <laughs> place, uh, and that's uh, 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 my partner Emma. So I just want to say th thank thank you for that. Uh, no, John, that's 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 not Emma English. That's Emma Wheatley. That's not your girlfriend. We, I, I'm, I've, I've alluded to that, and as I said, off the record, on the record, if I may, I've had a word with the. Uh, with the lounge girl, she sent over a JD and coke from <laughs> this JD and his unit. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, another story that came out in the media was the cyber attack on the FBI. So were you affected by this at all? 
Well, I, I think once anybody hears about uh, uh, compromising information being leaked, there, there's only uh, one thing on your mind, and that's the nudes. Uh, <laughs> so that's what I'm worried about at, at, at the moment. So I'm tell us like who's, his who's nudes who, who, had you got on your phone? Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll John Delaney. <laughs> And a couple of Liam Brady, but that's... <laughs> He's bigger than you think. <laughs> and finally, Mr Delaney, uh, you once famously called the League of Ireland a problem child. So, why did you say it? And do you see now why you piss off so many people? Well, again, I, I, I've prefer, per, per, prepared a statement in regards to this, because I... Uh, Again, it's something that's taken out of context com com completely. I never saw myself as a, a father figure of the FAI or the League of Ireland. Uh, I was always more of a, of a fun uncle. Fun uh, <laughs> uncle? Uh, uh, a funkle, if you will. <laughs> uh, I always viewed the, the, the League of Ireland uh, like an annoying niece or nephew. You know, the, the type of people that take off their shoes and slide around at a wedding. They're not yours. <laughs> You can't slap them, but you'd like to. That's, that's, that's kind of how it is. But, but, but I, w I would like to say, before I became Supreme Leader, VIP, VP, CEO of the FAI, the association and the league w wasn't in great shape. I made some subtle changes in the background that, that, that even though they're in the background, had a massive impact from the house. Okay? At the time, crazy prices supplied the toilet paper, which is one ply. I successfully <laughs> negotiated a deal with Andrex for three sheets. Now, you can see that made a notable difference in the gate of the players entering the training pitch and, 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 and onto the field. You'll testify to that. <laughs> uh, before I took over, there was a real danger, a serious danger, that most of the games be played in the car park of an Atlantic home care. <laughs> what many people don't know is it was myself that took out the Lego bricks and uh, I made up a rough draft of the redevelopment at Lansdowne Road. I took that to the FAI and the IRA, uh, the I, <laughs> IFU, the, the egg ballers, and that started the ball rolling. And finally, there's that fateful night in Poland when I head out, I went out to join the fans. I had six cans of Carlsberg with me. I gave away four. <laughs> That's the type of person that I am. <laughs> I wore my tie, round my head, Rambo style, and unbuttoned the two top uh, buttons of my shirt. And it should be noted that when I went out there, the song that they, they were singing was John, John Delaney, I used to be a wanker but I'm all right now. <laughs> and it's things like that. As I lay down on me, beside Emma, on my cotton sheets, <laughs> with, with a belly full of caviar, it's those things that make me realise that my time at the association was a, was a great success. So I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to say my side of the story. And I appreciate that very much. So a round of applause for John. The, the saviour of Irish football. Thanks, John. Very Very kind of you to come in. So, um, so now we have an open floor, so if anybody else will be interested in it. I'm looking at you, JC. Yeah, don't need to get into the, into the seat over here. Step up, come on. Anybody else who would be interested in sitting down and having an old chat? Forky is here. Ozzy Nate, Ozzy Nate, jump in there. Come on. So we've got Ozzy Nate, the 
pretty much a celebrity in, in the eyes of Rovers fans nowadays. You've heard us talk about Ozzy Nay, uh, Pajo. You've heard clips of him. Hey, Pajo, it's me. Was things you <laughs> You're now meeting the legend. Wouldn't have a clue what you had. Can we start up? There's your Let's flip this actually. I've heard your name, Apes, but yeah. Do you have a question for Aussie Nate? <laughs> no. <laughs> no one that could be here. But what we will say is that we were going to, we will interview, Nate is uh, kind of sober at the moment, so we're going to get him where we can. And uh, Nate, give us your rundown of how you're going to follow him over again, because uh, this is a fascinating one, because there was the bright lights in Tallah Stadium, wasn't it? Yeah, because you just put on the um, the replay the first time I told this story and I was fucking banjo. <laughs> it didn't come out very coherent. Um, yeah, so like I've I've moved here. I've been living here the last four years. Um, and you know when you when you move to a foreign country, you don't know too many people, you know. So <laughs> yeah. I um, anyway, so I was walking along that out the back of Tala Stadium there, and Tala was rocking that day. Actually, it was. Um, and as, as that story has already told, Dundalk were playing, so they um, they're doing their Champions League run. Yeah, a lot of noise. I think it was. Could have been an Alkmaar game, possibly. Yeah, it wouldn't have mattered who was playing, but there was a sign at the front saying, oh, uh, season ticket it's for uh, Shamrock Rovers for mm. 2017. And I thought, I said to the missus, I said, oh, geez, there might be a way I could meet people there, you know. But at the time, then I thought, fuck, I don't even like soccer. Still do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's football now to me, but at the time it was soccer, and I thought, you know, maybe I'll just, I'll, I'll just see how I go. So I started going along to match. Come February, this was in, well, it would have been November or so. Come February when the season started, I just started because I lived just up the road, so just started toddling along, going on my own. Realised I was going every game, and then a few games into it, and it was probably about March, April. I, I've known Deco for a few years, and he was—he just—he lives in the same apartment block as me. And he Deco's, just Deco's not here, by the way. I don't know who you're referring to. Yeah, oh, he's, he's on his way anyway. Yeah, Deco's on, yeah, Deco yeah. fits on his way. Yeah. So he, um, yeah, and he—we he, just happened to be leaving the house at the same time. And he says, "Oh, what are you doing, mate?" I said, "Oh, I'm just coming up to the road to watch the Rovers." Who are you with? I said, oh, "I'm just on my own." He says, oh, "He was meeting the mate Gar." I said, "Oh, yeah, cool. I'll come along with you." So he introduced me to Gar Brennan, and a few years know him, and. Um, yeah, started going along to matches with him, and then um, the sordid friendship was born. Yeah, so I went, I went from not not even liking the sport and thinking oh, I won't buy a season ticket, see how many games I go to. Went to every game that year, ended up in Europe as well that year. Mm. And I've been one of the first se- people I met on, in in Czech Republic was you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've um, I've been a season ticket holder since. Well, I think I want to give back to this club, man. They, they've I've got a good bunch of mates now since that. So um, yeah, and here I am, man. Balls deep, fucking loving it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I have to say, like, what, what I will say, like, Ozzy Nate is one of the biggest success stories that you could come up with at Rovers because he was totally like alienated from 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 any sort of social life as regards to like just oh, coming didn't in. Anybody, man. Yeah. Didn't know anybody, and he came in to Rovers, and he has been like welcomed in with open arms. And Ozzy Nate is one of the the focal points <laughs> of our. That's, like, that's, he is. That's one thing I must say about this club. It's been very like as you get older, man. Like I'm, I'm 38 years old now, and it's hard to make fucking mates when you're this age. You know, yeah. It's hard because people become insular, but this club is very inclusive. You know, like everybody and age transcends all these barriers. You know, I've got mates that are like Barry. What he's fucking Barry's 18, 19. 19 you know? yeah, and then yeah. 
Then there's the, the, the senator, there's yeah. he, whatever you... <laughs> <laughs> now are you 102 now, are you? <laughs> 101, okay. Yeah, yeah, we, don't, we don't go... <laughs> <laughs> oh, like I said, it transcends barriers, you know what I mean? doesn't yeah. matter where you're from, people don't give a fuck yeah. about that. They don't care what you do, nobody even asks what you do. Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter. That's the funny yeah. thing, no, you know, because yeah, we have a WhatsApp group. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's and just... we're all very, very good pals. Yeah. And in the last three and a half years, maybe two, two years, we have, we have all become very, very close. But we know fuck all about yeah. each other. Yeah. And it's yeah. fantastic. You run on mucking away trips, you do what you want, and then that is it. You yeah. don't know fuck all that's, about that's anybody. That's the thing too. People only know me for four hours a week, right? And yeah. they just think that I'm just this fucking cannon that just uh, gets... <laughs> you know, that's, 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 that's my four hours a week. I've got a... I got a Wife and child at home, you know. Like, so <laughs> just a listener. That's, that's my, my four hours to just go fucking bananas, you know. Like, and I do, and I embrace it. Air club or the league in general, using Nate as an example. Yeah, you should be putting on a fucking yeah. pedestal. You should be promoting not just their own club, every club. Well, like I said, man, I didn't even come to this country. Didn't know anyone. Went to live where the match. Yeah. Never been. Didn't know anyone. Didn't even like the sport. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm a. I'm, I'm, but he's the guys that we should be nailing down. I mean, if you have. Look at look at the Polish community. Look at the like any sort of Eastern European community. They should be the ones who are actually interested in football. Yeah. Like they wasn't even Gary, bothered. There's already uh, there's Polish families you see in Tallinn. There the you go. That's what we're looking at. I was to do a team with yeah. uh, I was to do a team with the FAI and the League of Ireland, and with Mick McCarthy, he was to give me a jersey, and we were going to be under the alone so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he was going, to present, and I was going to say back there. You never be alone if you follow the League of Ireland. Yeah. You'll always have yeah. friends. I mean, yeah. But that's the truth. I mean, look. I'm 70, he's 33. And we meet, we talk. You, you could sit there and you could have a point yeah. for four or five hours, and you could have a garden. How it didn't come about, we were to do it uh, last May. Ray, Ray Wilson had set it up. And because of what happened with Delaney, Delaney was the one that was organising. And then once he went, he was fond of the shite. We should have asked him about it. We should have asked him. But the Irish team were going to come out to alone, and they were going to present me with a jersey, and they were going to be under the sign. You know, and it yeah. would have been a great thing. You know? But when you look around you and you see the amount of people that are here and 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 people that will will support League of Ireland actively. It's it is a family. Realistically, Robert's is a family. It, it is a family. Like you, you could be. You might not want to express your, your struggle around if if you are struggling like that. But if it comes down to it, and people realise that you are struggling you with some sort of personal story, problem, people will help. The amount of people that come. People will help. You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? That's the way it is. At the end of the day, I mean, it is a massive, massive family, and everybody helps each other out. And like, even when it comes down to certain, like, like for instance, if. If if I ever need work done in the house, I'll put a, I'll put a post up in 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 the chat. Don't Johnny Blue look at look at Johnny Blue worked on the house. If I have some sort of plumber to do, I'll put it up on the chat and I'll get a Rovers guy to do it rather than some random guy. You know, it's just just. just I'm the same. I've got I'm It'll take six weeks to finish it, you can't you? You know how to hold a paintbrush now. But that's it. But. <laughs> yeah, but we're gonna finish off. We we'll have uh, anybody else who wants to jump in, stick your hand up. But we we'll get Aussie Nate, and we we'll get a, a refreshing perspective from you, and give us your best, your favorite player since you've been following Rovers. Oh, it's got to be Jack Byrne now, man. Yeah, Has he's to the be. top four. He's sexy, man. Yeah. Just, <laughs> like, so, so I've had to, I've had to learn the game in the la- like. 
literally, I didn't know. I, I know you got to get the ball in the back of the net. Fucking, that's, <laughs> at the end of the day, that's what you got to fucking do, isn't it? Yeah. But now, you know, like I stand next to Gar because he he tells me all the the. You know, I say, Gar, what's going? On? I must I must shit him some nights, you know. Yeah. Like, he's, you know what's going on here? What's Gar going, Brennan, like, your handler. Yeah, yeah, me handler. Yeah, yeah my, tra- <laughs> <laughs> my translator as well when I'm when I'm banjoed. But it's um. <laughs> But yeah, like I, I don't, I don't see the game the way you guys do. Like you know, you see the you have a fresh approach, you could say though. Yeah, so I'd say like, oh yeah, why is he not doing this? Why is he doing that? Or how's this all happening? So it's um, yes, yeah, so I've kind of had to learn, you know, when you know the way the team works and and who does I'll what. Tell you what, he's more than it, it, Nate um, is more like a, a, a special alone because of his fresh approach and his his like non-existent. Knowledge of football before he came <laughs> before he came here though that's not that's well, a yeah, thing to piss. Towards but how that the game should be played or shouldn't be played. You know what but, I mean? Like, yeah, because now you have a fresh approach and on how the game should be played, and I'd love to know the inner depths of his thoughts and how the game should be played because he he's only in, involved like four or five years now. So not even then. It's a it's fascinating though. Three. Yeah. There you go, yeah. it's fascinating, and you have Gar who I don't know. We we can hold our hands <laughs> up with Gar. His opinion could be. Remember, remember <laughs> yeah. asking Nate to. Remember something from Bergen in Norway, and you could see him trying to access his memory bank. <laughs> I was like, it's like, it's like a monkey on a choice card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the symbols. Think we have them. But that's Europe, man. That's like that's what it's meant to yeah. be. Right like I don't go there to remember shit. I go there to have a no. fucking have a ball. And I'll yeah. <laughs> we nearly missed that fucking game. That's another. One. I'm gonna throw this out there, right? So that Europe trip, because Deco one uh, is, is another story. Deco one trip couldn't go. Sent me and Gar. And I had that. That was my. As I said that on the last podcast, that was that was the first away game I'd ever the been crack, to. Was it? Was Boleslav. And man, that just grabbed me by the balls. I was like, man, this is fucking brilliant. I ain't missing this again. So I started a piggy bank, twenty quid a week t- into a tent. <laughs> so I ain't missing fucking Europe ever again. You know what I mean? It's um straight yeah. in. Yeah. What the, the best apartment in fucking Bergen? Oh, so <laughs> Hanging out the windows at nine right. in the morning. <laughs> Not the extension to the apartment. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But that is it. So everybody give Ozzy Nate a round of applause. And uh, we are probably coming to the end of the show now. There's not many more people. Anybody else want to get involved? Can, can we twist that's, John Connolly's arm? That, that's one of the episodes that he's added so much to Robert's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's what we want. He's added so much to the, just the build up of the match, whatever. Like, and he's deserved all the all the hard work this guy was in. It's fucking brilliant, like So. The prof gets a lot of pro, uh, uh, like I just show up pissed. <laughs> and I just thought I'd show you. The prop is the, is the mastermind. Yeah, yeah. Like, listen, this is how it is. I talk up, I show up, and I get pissed, and, and there's a bit of fucking. I add on a bit, a bit of show to it. The world's not even coming. But listen, um, the prop deserves a lot of credit. The prop deserves a lot of credit. Like I said, I walked in on uh, the documentary. I walked into my mother's house and I didn't even know what was going on. And he, he snuck up by surprise. So the prop is a comedic and absolute masterclass when it comes to producing and all sorts of creativity. So we want to give a big prof, 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 prof. says that it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, like a hundred. Oh, God, yeah, he's got a fucking. He's got a no. Sleepy all day. I would say that it's it's been an absolute pleasure. 
a hundred episodes, we never thought. I still remember the day I said to the prof. I'm on a hundred. Yeah, yeah. He's only done. What's the story? Prof's about to bury me here. Come on, prof. This is my one hundred episode. Oh yeah, it's Gareth's ninety-sixth. The fact that he knew that, I didn't know. But what I will say is that um, we are totally grateful for anybody who has ever listened to the show. And it started off in Johnny Blues with my father, who has uh, created a legacy, you could say, because it, that's where we used to play poker on a Sunday. And we used to give out, we used to give out a stink about rovers anyway. And I think I turned around to the prof because the prof has a background and in, in, he went to Pulse Recording College and he he played in the band like he's a musical genius in my eyes. And um, it, it turned out that he, he was able to edit a podcast and I said to him, we talk enough shit on a Sunday anyway about Rovers when we're sitting there playing poker. Let's do it. Let's record it. And it happened. And now it's 100 episodes. So that is it. Tifties is here for life, lads. <laughs> so that's it. There is, uh, there's an now song coming on in a half an hour or so. And uh, you, you're welcome to, to stick around. Who what? Who's the best poker? Johnny Blue, without a doubt. Johnny Blue was Johnny Blue was the best poker player. Why? Because he took fucking stupid decisions. Every single time, he'd have two and three in his hand, and he'd play. He'd, he'd bet like a thousand quid on it. Absolutely <laughs> insane. He he won it every single time. But uh, we're probably gonna get the the Tifties poker sessions back up and running. So if nobody else wants to get involved, you in say the, thanks to Pat Flynn. Yeah, yeah. We have to thank this fucker, yeah. do we? Well, he can't ask to thank Pat Flynn. <laughs> but now a big shout to Pat Flynn because there is <laughs> not there is not there is not many people like Pat Flynn. Can you think of anybody who has played for Rovers? who is a Rovers fan and who is constantly going and giving back to the club in this regard. There's not many people like that. I cannot think of anybody, even no. Derek Tracy doesn't go yeah. to those lengths and he played 70 seasons in a row for Rovers. So we have to give a big shout out to Pat who yeah, will be yeah. here until the death. So give a shout out to Pat. And I think that is this. So if anybody else, you are welcome to come and step up and uh, have, have an old chat about Rovers. But other than that, slanch it. I met my love by the gasworks croft Dreamed a dream by the old canal Kissed my girl by the factory
Milky Wind. 